0: This is Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie and the nonprofit Animal Adventures, and you're listening to Below the Belt, and I want to wish you again a very happy birthday.
1: The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down.
2: I
3: have one here. We're the 10th
2: of you back to the future.
3: Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die.
4: Flex on, flex off.
3: Flex <laughs> off.
2: Yeah, that's my time for another episode of DTV below the belt in the house, guys. I'm your host with the most, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto. I cannot believe it's September already, man. It's it's summer is done, guys. Can you believe it? Uh, I just it just seems like the year has gone
4: by so fast. This year has uh, gone. I feel like it always like goes by so fast, but like right? each year, right? but I'm also like as sad as I am that I'm like, oh my God, another year is almost gone. I love fall. Fall is like could, my absolute favorite, favorite time of the in year. in the
2: fall, don't we? And in the winter. It's my yes,
4: favorite.
2: Absolutely. Yes. So let's go ahead and introduce guys. She is voice actress extraordinaire and great mom. She's the one and the only, the adorable one, Allie Dash.
4: Glad to be back as always.
2: Yes. Great to have you, Ali Dash, representing the Filipinos. <laughs> awesome. We're going to get to something of, uh, in a minute. Also, let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, he is journalist extraordinaire. Dean okay. on the scene, Rogers, back on BTB. What's up, Dean?
5: Well, Bill's great to be back. And you're right, the year has really moved so fast. I cannot believe we're getting close to fall we're getting our long sleeve shirts out again yes getting ready for Halloween yes
4: I love Halloween
5: so have you
2: thought about your Halloween costume Dean and Allie
4: I'm still just trying to figure out what I'm gonna be because I didn't really get a like plan last year because I like last year was an exciting time for me
3: (laughs) yeah
4: Um, because yeah it was this time last year that I ended up spending two weeks in the hospital um, and it was during like when I usually start planning like Halloween costumes and all of that so I'm excited for for this year to actually be able to like get a cool costume together.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm toying between two characters in Stranger Things this year.
4: Oh, what are you? What which ones?
2: Um, Eddie Munson, because <laughs> I have the the Metallica type of wig, like, um, oh cool heavy metal long wig already. You just have to get a Hellfire Club shirt and um the the surfer pizza boy.
4: Oh, that would be fun. That <laughs> so would think, be a lot of fun. Ethnicity wise, might work
2: a little mm-hmm. better, but <laughs> I was I thinking. Can... Was, that would just require a very long haired wig Yes. <laughs> and a Hawaiian shirt and a surfer boy pizza or something like I that. So, think I think you can get
4: that surfer boy pizza shirt. I think it like hot topic or some other places are selling the shirts that solid. he wears.
2: I just need the wig. Just need the wig. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking about. Stranger Things is so hot. I mean, I was contemplating some squid game action last, um, last year. And I thought about, well, I didn't do, I just re issued the um, mandalorian costume uh and improved the helmet um which has been a big hit you know but uh but nonetheless we're jumping into halloween we're just getting into september guys you know um yeah
4: oh fall starts <laughs> on the end of august for for my family of
2: course <laughs> well we we had our fall season premiere last week so yeah this this is t- definitely a feeling like fall get your pumpkin spice lattes on um, mm-hmm. We uh, are starting with our special guest, Broadway star and um, season two contestant on NBC's The Voice, Tony Vincent. A little early in the program, but uh, hopefully you can throw out really quick. Um, Ali Dash, um, I think last week you weren't able to attend the Best of Baltimore screening for the 48-hour film project in Baltimore. But our film Pinoy Noir uh, won one third place for best film uh which i'm excited to announce here on btb um you can check it out on ciscovirus.com you can check out the trailer Uh, we will be um dropping the full film soon um very very soon however you can also check out not only the trailer for pinot noir but also the full film of the house guest which is the other film that I did with our team Barcada DMV shout out to Francis Abby who you might have heard on our 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 show um back in August 3rd um but yes um not only did we win third place best film we also won best trailer so check out the trailer guys this is uh again an all filipino cast mm. doing a noir style film and we're given the horror-thriller genre. So to do noir and horror-thriller and combine the two, um, I got to give mad props to the cinematographer and the whole crew, really, for for putting that together. Um, it was amazing. And, of course, uh, Francis' uh, amazing writing. Uh, so, guys, please check that out, CiscoVeras.com. Also, um, yes, Dean Rogers on the scene was at a really cool event in Washington, D.C. Can you talk about it?
5: Yes, I was. Um, This was the first after the pandemic shut it down and made us go to virtual. It was a national book festival. Yes. It was held for one day last Saturday at the Washington Convention Center. And let me tell you, if you were not a bibliophile before the did event, did you say
4: National Book Festival? I am like a huge yes. book nerd. How yes. did I not hear about this? I don't know. You I'm like a huge <laughs>
2: yes, you should have been huge there book nerd. <laughs> and then again,
5: um, it's that said. it's the first year in two years since they finally held it in person at the um, convention center, and it was wonderful. And there were so many great authors coming to the event, that came to the event, including Mark Brown, for all you fans who have little kids or big kids now, he is the creator of- We're big kids. (laughs) Or us big kids. Yes, Yes. you're right. Um, He's the creator of Author. He made his appearance there. And let me tell you, those were one of the hugest long lines at the event itself, and one of them, which I actually got the book right here, is this beautiful singer, Chanel Monet, was yes. in the house, and this was the book she was promoting, "The Memory Librarian" and other stories of Dirty Computer, which was currently on sale at um, Barnes and Noble last oh, week nice. during May- 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 Day, so that's why I got fifty percent off discount and she talked to people she did some autographs didn't do any post pictures because um most of some of the um authors there were max so they couldn't do post pictures but she did personalize my book it was amazing and another one for all you parks and rec fans nick offerman was there as well and um one of the things he and i talked about was that um he came to D.C. a long time ago as a kid. He didn't understand what was all the fuss about. But now as an adult, he really enjoyed D.C. And he's got a tour of the and Library of Congress, had a great time. And I told him that he needs to come back in October next month because that's when the National Air and Space Museum will open their doors finally after months of renovation. No. N-
2: Nick Hofferman is an amazing amazing talent i'm so happy i got to work with him on a guinness commercial what uh he does a guinness commercial uh every year with his father yeah for father's Mm -hmm. day and uh yeah just got just to have a chance to meet him and uh work with him was was quite a pleasure yeah no you could check that out on youtube just uh type in um guinness nick offerman uh it should come up um the most recent uh commercial that uh that we um we shot early in 2022. Ooh. So, uh, and I also got the chance to talk with him briefly at PaleyFest in Los Angeles, where they did a Parks and Rec reunion. Oh, yeah, it's a 10-year uh, reunion panel, which is really, really special. Um, but uh, DC's got some cool events. Not only the 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 book uh, convention, uh, Dean, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's you,
4: also you're... about to hear was there.
2: Oh, was one of your favorites I there, love Allie? Her.
4: Yes, mm. she wrote an Ember in the Ashes and um yeah, she's I really like her.
5: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you got to remember, Allie, it's always the first Saturday of September no matter what year. It's always the first Saturday,
2: no matter if it's Labor Day or not.
5: It's, yeah, it's still, Yeah. It's usually it's Labor Day weekend, Um, they hold it, and I remember a long time ago when they got started, it used to be, I think it was a whole weekend, I think it was Friday, Saturday, oh. Sunday, then it was Saturday and Sunday, now it's just Saturday, but you was are right. at,
4: the, at the Library of Congress?
5: No, the Library of Congress sponsors it, it's usually gotcha. held- it's usually held at the Washington Convention Center. I remember for many years ago, it was held outside at the National Mall because one of my friends actually met Tony Morrison outside at the National Mall one year. They hosted.
4: Cool.
2: Wow, very cool. Um, what other events do we have coming up before the end of 2022,
5: Dean? Ooh, too many, too many. You're making <laughs> me want to go through my list. thanks a lot um well as you know is hispanic heritage month this month so um one of the annual events we normally cover is the noche de gala which is normally held at the mayflower hotel and that's the 20th september of this year they have not announced their guest list as of right now but i can tell you if it's just like in years past it's going to be amazing because over the years, I have met and interviewed um, Jimmy Smith and Isai Morales and Muriel Julia, who's always there every year. Danny Trejo was there one year. Love
2: Danny Trejo. Yeah, That's nice going to and- be awesome. Now, um, <laughs> I-, I believe we're ready to bring on Vincent. He- yeah, we're good to go. All right, guys. Nice. So we're bringing on our special guest a little early tonight here on Below the Belt Show, guys. Uh, he's a recording artist an actor, a Broadway star, a finalist on NBC's The Voice, and uh, this Friday and Saturday he's going to be an educator, uh, which is really exciting. He's going to be uh, participating in a master class on how to launch a successful entertainment career uh, for those of you in the West Virginia WVU area, and if you're not drive there. Why not, right? It's uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Tickets are free for this event, and uh, we're happy to welcome on BTB, Tony Vincent.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Wow, good to have you. And Wow, you're giving entertainment
1: advice, and the tickets are free. They are. I mean, a lot of this has to do with the university and, and our relationship that we've kind of established with them, um, and it's you know, if I was a young person wanting to do entertainment, musical theater, rock and roll, whatever that is in your mind, I mean, this is an amazing event that um, really gleans some 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 amazing talent from people that are actually, you know, occupying valid space in in the industry. So it's it's going to be a really really cool experience. Wow! So this takes place over the course of two two days two days
2: um yeah give us a little bit of breakdown on the two days and what we can expect
1: sure so um the the sort of the parent company um occupies a basically kind of commercial music space um the reason that i'm a part of this is because i've been doing although i was a recording artist prior to doing broadway and and west end theater in london was because um i sort of bring this authenticity of, of being a songwriter and a recording artist but there's you know this sort of Trajectory that I moved into when I moved to New York back in the late '90s, um, and wound up being a part of this show called Rent, which was this the massive catalyst that that really sort of allowed young people to experience musical theater again. I mean, it was really that. Like, I'm I'm a big believer that um that Hamilton wouldn't exist without rent. I mean it basically brought youth back into making kind of Broadway cool or ba- you know a really kind of great way of educating dealing with you know social issues and and political issues and sort of the the day-to-day life that most people deal with that Broadway wasn't really hitting on and since really West Side story.
2: I think it's a brilliant advice and you're right. Um it's good to have Broadway in the forefront, you know, because everybody now wants to be the EGOT, the EGOT now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I think Eminem and um, and Adele, Adele are, are short of a Tony now. So they need to maybe take this master
1: class. I mean, how, how to get that Tony, right? Like Eminem goes, you know, he books a show on Broadway. I'm there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That would be amazing.
2: That would be amazing. Now, obviously the voice uh, was a was a great opportunity do you feel that that has certainly helped you uh in your career and would you advise any aspiring singer to go for a voice or american idol or any kind of reality show to get that kind of exposure
1: so th- this is my takeaway and you're going to have to take it for what it's worth so before i even hit the Voice, I had already had two major label record deals and I had already been in three Broadway shows. My The reason that I wanted to do The Voice was because I thought it was the most legit, talent focused, like performer kind of really just kind of dialed in to the singer more than any other show. Um Everything was a little other... Mm, I don't know, it just felt a little bit disauthentic to me. Okay. And I thought the, that the voice, I mean, the whole turning of the chairs thing, I mean, you're you're really just, you have to be like on point if you're going to like turn these, you know, really established artists around, you know. My goal of why I did it was sort of twofold. It was because you can't deny the power of social media and television in general when right. know, 17, 17 to 20 million people are seeing your face every other week. And there's also, after doing Broadway for about 17 years at that point in my career, I really wanted to take a shift back and focus on being a recording artist and being a songwriter and and generating content of my own. Because I think that that's an unusual struggle that Broadway talent deals with because most people, and I'm not saying everybody, but most actors on stage are not creators. They don't generate content of their own. They I don't want to say they emulate either. It's a bit of a sketchy sort of slippery slope term, but they they play roles that are not authentic to themselves. And that's cool because that's what your role and job is as an actor. I mean, that's why I did musical theater so long is because I found that experience really, really freeing. But I wanted to like go back and take a U-turn and say, you know what? My time on Broadway and London's West End was fantastic, but. I really am a recording artist. I came from listening to the Beatles and David Bowie and Duran Duran. And that's where my roots kind of live. Phenomenal artist right there. You know, and that's where I wanted to go back. Ironically enough, the story that The Voice chose to tell was my relationship with Green Day on a Broadway stage. Did it work out (laughs) like I wanted? Well, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I can't say no because you can't (laughs) deny the power of television. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it didn't necessarily bring me back into where I thought it would, if Ah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Would you do the
4: experience again? In a heartbeat. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely.
5: I'd like to ask a question about Yeah. That. I've seen, according to your resume, you've acted in mostly Broadway rock musicals, Rent, Jesus Christ, Superstar, We Will Rock You, Dirty Dancing, American Idiot. Is there a musical out there that you would love to do someday in your career at one point?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. Ooh. Sweeney Todd. Awesome. Because, well, two, two reasons why. I mean, I think... I mean, I think Sondheim gets no better. It gets no no more yeah. tricky. I think it's the biggest challenging um, music. I mean, I think Stephen was just one of the most gifted musicians and songwriters that the, that the Broadway world will ever know. I mean, Weber has had his time, and I know Andrew well, but I just think there's those – he's just so unique and so, like – specific, and it's really tough to sing. Um, And I gravitate towards really dark material. So, you know, cutting up people is very intriguing to me, especially if you can do it in a really authentic way where you, you know, you you grab the audience and they feel empathy for the character who's actually the evil component. That's why I like gel with character like, you know, St. Jimmy or Judas is because The moment that you can actually turn the role on its head and have the audience actually feel compassion for who's supposed to be at face value, the bad guy, you're winning in a different way, if that makes sense. You're giving them layers. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: There's one um, conspicuous one that's not on the list, uh, Rock of
1: Ages. Wouldn't do it. Really? No way. (laughs) No way. Please elaborate. Two words. Journey. I just won't do anything if Journey's involved. Oh, wow. Funny, I will say wow. that. You know what? Sorry. I, I, I sort just of not apologize a fan. and sort of I don't. But I think the ironic thing in that whole thing was that when I was on The Voice and CeeLo had me team up with a, 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 another um, contestant, or whatever you want to call what we were on that, that show, he made us sing a Journey song. Against each other, or well, oh, technically, wow. with each other. So I had to sing a, a journey tune, Um but I can't do stuff that is tongue in cheek. Even though We Will Rock You kind of is, because it's a, it's kind of a silly script. Right. Um. Yeah. The mu, the music was authentic, and I think that I don't, you know, I don't, I can't see me ever doing something like a, a Rock of Ages or a Mama Mia or where just where the music kind of is is loved but the story is pithy if it doesn't have a real foundation of something that is really authentic i don't think i could do it artistically interesting wow
5: Now, uh, you have had an association with Queen, a long association, beginning with We Will Rock You. You were in the original London cast, which I wish you were in the North American cast. That's when I saw it Um. about 10 years ago. You performed with Roger Taylor Queen recently. Earlier this year, you joined forces with the Houston Symphony Orchestra. What is about the music? Oh, yeah, you also performed a Queen song on your blind audition on The Voice. What is it about (laughs) Queen that speaks to you personally since you had this long association for over 20 years now?
1: I just think that there are very few front men that will ever touch what Freddie brought to the stage. I mean, Mm. we're... One of the Definitely. best the yeah. best voices our planet will ever experience. Um, Without a doubt. And, I, and mm-hmm. I tread very lightly on the material. And I, I try to make it my own because we have a very similar range. Like, I would never try to emulate what Freddie does. Because what he does, no one should ever try to do. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. And that's where I, as a musician, approach it as... This is kind of like Holy Grail material, and you what you do is you bring you you bring your authentic self to it, and you hope that that inspires or at least entertains people and and at least lets them go, "Oh, damn it, Freddie was so good, wasn't he great? You know, this is great, but it brings me back to the original material. Like that's why I continue to like work with Queen or continue to do David Bowie material because those artists, Will never happen again, and I don't think that the material of the 70s, 80s, or 90s will ever be remembered in the same way. Like, music today, I mean, I am I think Harry Styles is absolutely bonkers. You know, Brandon mm. Urey, of Panic! at the Disco, one of the most amazing yes. vocalists on the planet. Absolutely. However... We're not going to hold on to the songs like we did, like Pink Floyd or Zeppelin or Van Halen or yeah. whatever you want to call that. It's just not going to be the same. Social media moves too fast. Culture moves too fast. We don't – you know, it's it's not like they're the soundtrack of our lives. They're like the soundtrack of a moment. Yeah. Well, that's, interesting – Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, that's okay. Interesting enough, uh, CeeLo said uh, when you uh, performed your, your uh, We Are the Champions, he said – that Freddie Mercury would
1: have been proud. Uh, how How did you feel about that? That's pretty awesome. I try to take it every moment for what it is and not let compliments, negative, you know compliments, whether they're positive or critiques, negative, weigh on what I do. I just it's it's a real slippery slope if you kind of go to that place of like, oh, Well, he thinks you're that or she thinks you're this or, oh, you really messed up here. If I go there, it's it's this um, I'm not very forgiving of myself. So I'm I'm my worst critic. I don't need somebody else like their praise to validate what I do. I know when I'm really on point and I know when I'm really not.
2: Now, speaking of being a critic, Tony, um, from what I'm reading here at the masterclass, you're actually going to (laughs) be giving advice, counsel. And yeah. some of the people in attendance will have the opportunity opportunity to perform, yes, and receive absolutely. a critique from you and the other entertainment executives joining you. So you get a chance to be CeeLo or a Simon Cowell. Or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are
1: you going? Uh, um, what what is your uh, critique style? Well, first and foremost, I want that experience for the talent and in this in the situation that's going to happen in in parkersburg is that mm-hmm. we're going to basically be doing an authentic replication of what a new york city broadway audition is like i mean i wanted to be so on point that nice. if they walk into a an audition in the city they're not going to be thrown in any way i want to make sure that they have the right you know the, their arrangement of music is well marked out i want to make sure that those you know um sheet covers are matte finish as opposed to uh clear because they can actually reflect the light and so the pianist has a a difficult time reading the material like we really get well we i get very specific in how to teach someone to walk into editions and not feel intimidated um and i want them to to leave that experience that i have with them in any teaching experience that i have feeling empowered not not you know, bewildered or less than they should be because I think that much of the time we are our own worst enemy when it comes to stepping into an environment that is just uncomfortable. We just, we don't have the, the encouragement, whether it's, we were raised in a uh, a family that wasn't necessarily the best encouragement we could have. So we, now we go on this downward spiral of we, ridicule ourselves, we're you know um already telling ourselves that we're not good enough before we even enter the room and so my goal is to present a first of all an authentic environment that they will see that they are valid that their talent is of worth that they are as human beings worthy of being there in that that room um and then we can kind of actually pinpoint things and areas that they can actually work on but they have like my goal as you know, as a a coach, a therapist in in that sort of like performance setting is to make sure that those individuals feel validated and like their their humanness is worth being there.
4: That's incredible. You should be a life coach. Can you be my life coach? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, fu- funny enough, this is kind of off on, on another world. I'm actually um, with my partner. Her name is Raven Chapman. She's a marketing specialist but we're actually going into corporate america and teaching people kind of performance skills so that they can feel like they have worth where they're going forward and so that they're not second guessing themselves and it's it it is a big it's a little bit um it's it's a bit of therapy because we have to kind of heal from a lot of stuff and i had some really painful things that i grew up with that i still am dealing with in in with my therapist but i now feel at least that i have like Worth to like, you know, be in front of you and sing in front of you and, and give a character that you can hopefully forget your own life for just a moment. And I can take you on a journey to 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 whatever that is, whether it's darkness or a, a celebration or, you know, what I'm saying like that's where I think. Us as humans, we really need to kind of do that for each other. Definitely, I agree. You, you know, what I'm saying like all of it, obviously. Some people have more experience, you know, in the sense of coaching, but we all need to start being a more safe place for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do when we deal with so much shit and baggage from our past because it the, it just is this journey of we carry this burden and it, it tends to hurt relationships that we're in because we can't seem to get past the past mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And I know for me, like it always affects like performances when you're like stuck in your head and, you know, like you said, like you're your own worst critic. And like, I think it's fantastic that, you know, you're opening these doors for performers to feel that confidence and to like, I just think it's fantastic.
1: Well, and the good and to me, the overall scope of this is not necessarily to find the next Broadway star. It's to make sure that that young person that I work with or even that 35 or 40 year old person that I work with, they feel more celebrated and more human and valid than they have ever felt in their lives. I don't care if they go back to their accounting job. I want that moment to be so special for them where they were like, "Mm, yeah, I actually was real. I was seen. I was heard. I was validated like that to me that has repercussions that go way beyond a Broadway stage that affects your children's children.
4: I agree. And then like this, that positivity, like I feel like in auditions or like in the industry, there's so much negativity or like focusing on what did you do wrong instead of like, just, I don't know. I think like, I wish more people did like the methods you're talking about. Like I, I really think it would be, a lot more helpful and getting better performances, even like in themselves and like things like oh my that. Oh
1: like, one of the best performances happening. It's when the person feels free to do what mm-hmm. they, you know, feel like they can, like they'll, ch- they'll challenge themselves or they'll take a critique by a director of like, why don't you try this? But the environment is so free to do it. They're like, well, sure, I have nothing to lose. You know, exactly. I'm not losing face by taking a challenge. I'm actually like, okay, let's explore this. Like it's only when you're celebrated as a human being Mm. that those experiences can possibly exist.
2: That's great, Tony. I'm I'm reading some really other really important aspects um, that you're going to be talking about, which is branding, artist identity and branding. Uh, I've seen on those reality shows, what kind of artist are you? And they're like, oh, I just like to sing this and that. mm. Uh, And uh, that's that's really, really important. Social media digital and physical marketing
1: wow you're you're bringing it all to this masterclass Th- this is fantastic it's a it's a very exciting thing that we're doing with with PCG theatrical and PCG universal it's it's the commercial music side of thing it's the yeah. musical theater side of thing we really kind of cover all bases it's pretty exciting
2: yeah that that seems really really exciting very very cool wow and you're going to be joined by a couple other uh, amazing talents Yep, um, Jennifer McGill. Yep, uh, who is uh, yeah, Max. she's a contemporary Christian vocalist, talent coach, um, and also Bernard Porter, CEO of P- uh, CG Universal. Yep, awesome. I mean, both hey, both awesome. both
1: of those individuals have had some you know some pretty you know weighty career moments. So it's 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 a it's a joy to be able to partner with them. Sure.
2: Right. Now, what about awesome. those folks that are interested
1: in film and television? Do you have anything uh, to offer those folks? Well, I think that what you're sort of touching on here about the branding and that sort of thing is really, really crucial. I know that without I mean, mm-hmm. I was a, I had a little bit of a leg up growing up because my father actually owned an advertising agency. So mm-hmm. when I was growing up, what did we talk around the dinner table about? It was what he was doing for his, you know. of his clients and that sort of thing so it it, it sort of because i had sort of this fixation on record covers and print media and that sort of thing for music i was always about how does the music feel like i mean you think of dark side of the moon you think immediately of that record cover that record cover feels like that music that you're listening to and i knew that even as a independent recording artist like i was recording at a you know a college recording studio in the middle of the night, because that was the only hours that I could get as a freshman, you know, student, I shouldn't have probably ever been there in the first place, but you know, you just basically like, what does this visual represent? It has to represent what the music sounds like, or at least it has to call into question. And I mean the visual, because that usually people back in the day when you were buying CDs or that was on the, you know, record store shelves, like, what are you going to reach for? Like what, what's going to grab your attention? It has to be something that is at least interesting. And I hope that it would represent, you know, represent what the music articulates. Um, But in regards to film or TV, even though I've done minimal film and TV work, while I have, it's not the medium that excites me because there's not that energy exchange with an audience. And that's, that to me is what moves me. Um, you, I'm sure, you know, you get that to a certain extent when you're on, on set and you're dealing with, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of other actors on set or, you know, the crew and that sort of thing. And when you have a take and you know, you nailed it, everyone, it, you know, sort of erupts and applause and that sort of thing. It's not the eight show week when you get that, that feedback, you know, from moment to moment, to moment, to moment, today to day, to night, to night, you know what I'm saying? It's like that kind of thing mm-hmm. is what moves My spirit, And that's what makes live entertainment so riveting to me. That's why I occupy that space. I mean, whether it's live rock and roll or live storytelling through musical theater, I'm like, that's what moves me. And that's what I can teach. Uh, You know, film and TV acting is so much more small and you play to a much more shallow depth of field. You're connecting with your audience. You don't get a chance to do. Mm -hmm. And and that's what. That's what moves me. That's why I love rock and roll. It's because it's the it's the it's the guts. It's the it's that thing. It's that undescribable yeah. thing that you kind of can't put your finger on, but you know when it moves you. That deep feeling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, film like you know, Westworld moves me in a way that I never thought I'd ever <laughs> be moved. You Fantastic show. Um, <laughs> you know, and some really dark films like just really they're transformative in their own right, but that actor, whether it's, you know, Tim Robbins and Jacob's Ladder, I mean, he's not feeling what I'm feeling in that moment because he's not performing it in front of me. Right. To me, that's the excitement about live performance. And you you can't replicate that on film or TV. That's awesome. Dean Ali, any closing uh, questions?
5: Yeah. My last question is this. With this free masterclass seminar it feels like it's a stepping stone to something bigger down the road. Where do you see PCG theatrical going, let's say, in the next three years from now? Where do you see it going? Do you see more seminars happening outside of the Nashville and the West Virginia area? Where do you see it going?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I certainly hope so. I mean, I I wouldn't be you know, doing this if I didn't want to affect as many possible future talent as possible. But it's also beyond just future talent. It's about in my scope. And it may it may be because I have two children and I want to affect their lives in the most positive way, you know, Mm -hmm. out there. But it's like, how many people can I impact in a great way so that they can feel more self-worth? Like, that's really what it's about. I mean, I hope that we spawn the next 20, you know, Broadway stars for the next decade. I would love for that to be the case. And that will be the case if the right person is there. However, that's not my goal. My goal is to really touch a human being and make them feel great in their own skin. Like that's because then when you do that, they can do anything, Broadway. Not Broadway, nothing involved in the entertainment at all. They can be the best mom because they have the best self-worth. They're not trying mm-hmm. to make up for what their mother didn't do. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Like That's that, I need that. you to be
4: my life coach. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I'll just,
2: I'll, well, Tony, this is amazing. Thank you so much. So after Parkersburg, West Virginia, where are you taking the master class next?
1: Well, actually, I'm 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 continuing to grow a, a company called Empowered by Speech, which is what okay. me and my partner Raven are doing. We're actually okay. moving performance from the stage into corporate America. Okay. Very cool. Very. So very we just cool. yeah we just went live September one. So empoweredbyspeech.com. It's Empowered by It's speech. a really sexy, cool, unconventional website. It's really it's really Okay,
2: dope. cool. And of awesome. course, for uh, tickets for uh, this amazing masterclass in West Virginia wwupedu slash Tony hyphen Vincent. And, of course, your official website, TonyVincent.com, right? Indeed, indeed. All right. Well, Tony, uh, before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are, uh, throw out your accolades, uh, throw out whatever plug you want, and let us know you're on
1: Below the Belt Show. Awesome. Will do. Whenever you're ready. Go ahead. Awesome. Hey, this is Tony Vincent. You are on Below the Belt Show. Check me out. From Broadway, from London's West End, we'll be here in Parkersburg. We'll see you soon. Cheers! Amazing,
2: perfect. Love it. Let's do a photo op cool. on the count of three. One, two, three, and smile. Awesome, Tony. Brilliant. This is great. Thank awesome. you so much. Wow. My pleasure, indeed. Thank Again, you you people, to- please Thank check you. out this masterclass. West Virginia, Virginia, DC, Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, any surrounding states. Please, please uh, check this out. Um, for all you entertainers and aspiring performers. Thank you so much, Tony. Pleasure indeed. Thank you. Have a good night. Cheers as well. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. That was Tony Vincent. Right. That was awesome.
4: I loved his positivity. like I...
2: He's great. Yeah. He's a perfect person to be a life coach or a I performance need him coach. I in my
4: life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, guys, wvup.edu slash Tony Vincent um, for more information on this great event in Parkersburg, West Virginia, September 9th and 10th, guys. So uh, whew, my wow. wish
4: um, he was going to do like film and television because like that is I don't care how positive I get. There is no way I could ever do musical theater. I can't sing. <laughs> to save my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to throw that up for sure for those that, that want to pursue that opportunity. But, Allie, yes, you are a voice actress extraordinaire. I'm a voice Good actress,
4: but I can't sing. Singing is not my forte. Yeah, I can sing,
5: <laughs> but I don't know if I can carry a whole show like that. i can do it as a reporter, sure. I can do it as an actor. But I'm not sure uh, as a musical actor. I'm not sure if I can do that. I'm probably going to need about sent back to cough for
2: 20
4: years and... <laughs> i'm terrified of, of the a stage. lot of filipinos
2: I... are, are very are, are a stereotype a lot of Filipinos can sing can perform do a dancing but in and your case cousins... you're still an artist ally so i think that's you know yeah. you still kind of uh you know checked off that box as well so uh that's true
4: and my cousins can do like the break dancing and sing and all that right. and like
2: All right. I didn't get that, Gene. (laughs) All right. So we also have joining us on the panel to talk talk everything entertainment, actor extraordinaire. He's also a Sith Lord. I am a Sith Lord. All right. So where's where's
5: my green lightsaber? I'll be right back.
2: Oh, green (laughs) lightsaber for the Sith Lord. (laughs) (laughs) The one and the only Paul Darth Wallace. Hey. Actually, maybe Darth should be before Paul, so it rhymes with Darth Maul, Darth Paul. Darth
4: Paul. Oh, I like it.
2: Darth Paul. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Paul, good to have you here on BTB. Nice to be back. Yeah, man. Been a minute. So we're going to go right into it, guys. Let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I
5: think we uh, talked about, before our guest came on, some of the happenings that are coming up in the next few months or so. Yes. And if I do that, it's going to take all night. So let's let's just leave it at September, and I can tell you what some of the things are coming up. Okay. That works. <laughs> all right. Well, we got tomorrow coming up. Uh, Miss Dion, and I mean Miss Dion Ward, is going to be at the Warner Theater. Also, tomorrow, Kate Cudi is going to be at the Capital One Arena. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, that crazy. I'm day. there.
2: I'm going. I'm oh, going, dude. I'm gonna be there.
0: Well, yes, we're
5: gonna be at Knott's Park on September 8, which is also Star Trek Day for our trekkies and trekkers out there. You
0: the outfits, Red Hot Chili
2: Peppers wearing a Star Trek outfit.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That I mean, would I mean, make
2: that would make a lot of sense
5: perfect sense absolutely <laughs> and also starting on the 8th is the dc shorts film festival which starts from the 8th and runs to the 11th we also have john cafferty and the B round band who sung on the dark side from eddie and the cruisers they're going to be at ram's head on stage in annapolis september 10th is the Roslyn jazz festival also on the 10th is the silver spring jazz festival so we got a couple jazz festivals happening in our area and how Sparks, the famous comedian, talks to yes, He's he great. doing his Save Democracy
2: tour. He's been on this and, show, by the way.
5: Oh, nice. Yeah. And I, I interviewed him a long time ago. He yeah, is be at the Shakespeare Theater on the 10th. Famous singer Chewie Collins is going to be at the Birchmere on the 11th. Another big name, Florence and the Machine, is going to be at the Capitol yes. oh, I love on them. the 12th. And, God, we got so many. We got Amy Schumer at DAR Constitution Hall on the 15th. Bill Burr's going to be on the 15th. Bill Burr,
2: and yes.
5: And I have to That's say Sounds like
0: it
2: is.
5: Hello, my name is Io Montaria. You killed my father. Prepare to die.
0: Carrie Don't El- ever say that to him because I was working on a Homeland. I heard if you said that to him, he would fire you on the spot. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, guess, I guess so many people did it. It just pissed them off. Uh, no. <laughs> wow. Well, well,
5: Carrie Elway's is going to be in town for a presentation of The Princess Bride at the Warner Theater. Oh, I wasn't
0: talking about Carrie Elway's. I was talking about uh, Mandy Patinkin. But yeah, but yeah,
5: I we yeah we know when Mandy. Yeah, don't ever
0: say it's Mandy Patinkin. <laughs>
5: you definitely not. I definitely <laughs> heard that. But um, Carrie Elway's is going to be in town on the 16th at the Warner Theater. Wu Tang Clan and Nas going to be at Chipotle Live on the 16th. <laughs> And Willie Nelson is going to lead the Outlaw Music Festival at Merriweather Post Pavilion on the 17th. There are so much more. Wow. You're going to have to tell us all about it. One more. I'm going to draw one more. One more. It's Mary J. Blige. Thanks. She's doing her tour at the Capital One Arena on September 18th. But there I said so much more that it's hard to believe that it's been one year ago that everything, one year ago this month, that everything Concerts, theaters opening back up. So it's an onslaught of concerts and festivals oh, and gosh, yeah. up for lost
2: you know. time. Making yeah. up for lost time, no doubt. Yeah, and and the one of them that you mentioned, Dean, Red Hot mm-hmm. Chili Peppers opening yeah. act, the strokes, uh big fan of them as well. So
4: awesome.
2: And that's mm-hmm. park. All right. All right, guys. So well, let's talk about everything going on in the world of Hollywood. So here we go. It is time
1: for the Hollywood report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain.
2: Yeah. Joel and Benji, good Charlotte representing Maryland. All right. Can you believe the number one movie over the weekend was Spider Man No Way Home? And the reason why was it is an extended cut. with 11 new minutes of footage, I'm just really shocked. Um, but then again, it's Marvel, so I shouldn't be. A lot of people want to see what these 11 minutes are, but uh, especially uh, with
4: Spider Man.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, of course, uh, contributing to the box office was on September 3rd, all movies were $3. Uh, yeah. Every oh, yeah. single movie that you wanted to see on Saturday, September 3rd, was the low price. Of three bucks I mean that's like 90s uh, pr- Prices Right
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah give or take right? Give or
2: take right so that, uh, that right. Might have contributed to the box Box office but uh, Yeah Spidey grossed um, 7.6 million From the four day um, Holiday weekend uh, And still hanging in there Guys can you believe Top Gun Maverick mm-hmm. Took in another 7 million Um you know, and it's 15th weekend in the theaters wow. and it's already on demand. Mm-hmm. But people still are going to theaters to watch Tom Cruise yeah. and, and crew. Um, and, and it's now
5: the, I believe it's the fifth highest grossing film now.
2: That's right. Oh, wow. That is. Black that's,
5: that's, Panther. Boo. I'm kidding.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't even seen the first Top Gun. <laughs>
2: what yeah, i know i'm sorry ali that's like <laughs> cinematic can we your car
5: please can we do that please <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a must-see ali that's like one yeah. of the classics of all time so you you didn't bother to see maverick then since you didn't see the original top gun yeah but uh it is a <laughs> hell of a ride i highly recommend it if you haven't seen it um well let's see i mean dc's league of super pets uh, was third over the Labor Day weekend. Bullet Train, which is the movie I chose to see during three dollar movie night, um, dropped uh, to the fourth place. Uh, which is a fantastic film, guys! It was a lot of action. It was a <laughs> crazy, crazy violent. the The train scene uh, when the train crash occurred was so riveting and realistic. It was just, um, yeah, it was almost as a uh, had almost as much adrenaline as Top Gun Maverick during the during the uh, the flight scene. And we're talking about, you know, amping up to another level. Bullet Train, I certainly brought it. Um, Brad Pitt, fantastic job. I, mean, I remember reading that he was thinking about retiring from acting. But, dude, when you're still that. delivering like yes. that, dude, you mm-hmm. shouldn't even think about retiring, man. Um, Joey King surprised me in her role. She's known for the kissing booth on netflix uh she had a great role in that as well and then we saw uh, at the end uh, the voice that uh, brad was talking to was none other than sandra bullock so uh she makes a, a cameo towards the end of the film but you, see, you hear her voice throughout the entire film she's kind of like the uh dispatcher character for brad pitt um yeah fantastic film guys highly recommend it um
0: now, was she the same dispatcher from uh speed
2: Yeah, maybe it might be a homage to that, right? It really might Invitation dropped to number five uh, Which previously was um, the number one film Um, But uh, it had really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes I didn't really think about uh, checking it out But but yes, what is different about the Spider-Man No Way Home um, extended cut? This is number one on my list, guys The 11 minutes includes an all-new post-credits scene that shows the effects of Dr. Strange's memory wipe spell, clarifying any confusion for fans regarding how nobody on earth remembers Peter Parker. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, I think everybody uh, except for um, Dr. Strange, um, you know, now, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm guessing he's, he's the the one that casts a spell. He's he's the only one that has that secret of 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 Peter Parker being Spider.
4: Didn't even he like forget too? Did Doctor Strange forget it? Well, he as did. Well? Like, is okay. he because he had cause he not. had was part of the spell. Like, he because he even said that he wouldn't even remember him either. Ah,
2: okay. So thank you for literally, like,
4: so nobody. So nobody does. Nobody.
2: Yeah. So that was an important part. Of course, you had to see more of the trio spider-man together so part oh, of the cool. release, uh footage sees more dialogue where all three spider-men bond before the final battle oh, that's cool so Sweet. um yeah so um andrew garfield's peter uh, uh discussing how he lost uh, gwen stacy feeling emotional about getting a second chance to save lives and redeem himself. So that's another um Seeing that
0: you know, um, I heard of rumors that Andrew Garfield might be reprising a Spider-Man role for a new film. If he does, uh, it
2: would it would be strictly Sony and not MCU. Yeah,
4: that'd be awesome if they do.
2: I mean, I guess they with could. the
4: multiverse, like the multiverse, they could definitely and the uh, reason... open the doors for for that.
2: Well, yeah, and one reason I do want to, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, that iteration, is because we have yet to see peter parker as an adult
4: yes the Being other thing is action. too is like when they See went back Generations. Uh, uh, um, the other thing is like how much changed with peter like saving all of um like doc Ock and green goblin and all of that like what ended up happening when they went back and changing everything
2: oh right right so um I'm not sure if they um, expand on that particular part, Allie, but,
4: uh, but I mean, if they were to like continue with, but like if they um. Were,
2: okay, you're talking about in, uh, if they did another in the, yes Toby McGuire. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no, I think 11 minutes, you know, is worth it. Another thing that they included was an extended scene with Charlie Cox, Matt Murdoch. Um, and, and, um, in no in way home. So, uh, yeah. And this is a cut cameo from Tom Holland's brother, Harry. Um, it's still, I oh, don't much...
4: yeah. I saw that he was like on set all day. And like, he yeah. like, um, they had him like hanging, you know like doing something. And he was so bu- Cause he was like, like, so like, I forgot what they had him doing, but then it turned oh, out oh, like oh, they oh, cut oh, his Tom scene. And his
0: brother on a cherry. And that's what happens is probably just kind of, I guess watches over him and helps him out whenever he needs yep. something, and okay, so always on set with him. Oh, yeah, that's set. awesome that
4: they like put his cool. um scene in because I th- I read that he was like, oh my scene got cut. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so now I'm, I think I do want to see this uh extended iteration of Spider-Man knowing him now. So, yeah. all right, Uh moving on to DC. That's number two on my list, guys. Uh We have a new cast. Member of Joker Folly Adieu. So this is the, the the sequel for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Catherine Keener has joined the cast. So uh, mm-hmm. I think she would be a, um, a great addition uh, in a secret role. Uh, we don't know quite yet what she's playing, but we do know that Lady Gaga will be Harley Quinn. My gosh, it's going to no, take I don't someone like that. special.
0: Crazy, but I just don't like that
2: casting. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, Margaret robbie set the bar guys you know so it's like right but lady gaga is still amazing i'm a fan of her work so we'll see um zazie beats will return as sophie Demond, brendan gleason um recently um, joined the ensemble as well so uh yeah man um joker was a big hit i mean it was nominated for a damn oscar so yeah yep. and uh joaquin you know won won the, um, the coveted oscar for best actor so but they're still trying to find a Kevin Feige type for DCEU. Um They really need one. Apparently, Daniel oh. Lynn will not be uh, in contention anymore. He was in negotiations. He was. Why don't,
0: uh, why don't they just go back to Zack Snyder? I mean, he fixed everything with the Snyderverse.
2: I know. I'm I am.
0: I am like it's kind of Justice League. It's like just continue the Snyderverse. I mean, there's I nothing mean, wrong. I I like.
2: I like Zack Snyder. I don't know if the, a lot of the Warner Brothers executives are a fan of his work. Well, I don't the
0: know. The old ones aren't, but the new ones seem to like him. So it's like just go back. I, I like him, him. Um, but you know he's going to
2: have to oversee the entire. They need so, they need an exec. They need a, they, no, they need like a Kevin Feige. They need someone who's not going to be wanting to direct, and they, they need someone who knows DC. I think if anything it should be somebody from DC Comics. Um, that has worked as a consultant for a lot shows. Of, oh, Jim Lee, Jim Lee, work with Jim, Lee Jim Lee, Jim Lee would be a great, great. Um, you know, he'd be a great contender, I'd say. Um, he is Mr. DC. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know if he was uh, in the initial uh, discussions, but they do need a Kevin Feige type of character to lead DCU because it is a mess. Mm-hmm. We have. 20 Batman, we
0: have 30 cat women.
2: We, have, you know, we have so many
0: i don't know because marvel is becoming a mess too it just seems like marvel you films think? are downhill and downhill and the shows are sucking oh, no.
2: i don't know dude
0: she-hulk is really good
2: oh i, I, I told
4: I, me to watch she-hulk yeah. i really enjoyed um oh, captain yeah. Mar- or oh, miss marvel and
0: She-Hulk. they don't want a feminist message on she-hulk they want she-hulk fighting bad guys that's what you need in Marvel. Just <laughs> superheroes funny bad guys not uh hey guys hit on me i'm more powerful than hulk because i'm angry because guys keep hitting on me <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's, that's,
2: that's it's something different dude i you know it's I like cool the
4: comedy like i i like um like i like the more serious ones but i also like when mcu like just has like something just like funny and like fun and um right. and i feel like um she Hulk seems really fun. I haven't yeah. watched it yet, but okay. Um, um, yeah, did... I'm,
2: I'm up to episode three, and uh, it's 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 a joy. Um, Megan D. Stallion makes a cameo appearance. So, uh, and it was about um, an Asgardian elf um, pretending to be Megan D. Stallion and tricking one of like She Hulk's um, co-workers, fellow lawyer, and apparently it was like a, a trial to. For him to get his money back, because apparently he gave money to who he thought was Megan V. Stallion, only ended up being an Asgardian elf who could, you know, shapeshift, you know. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of clever. Uh, it was really cool. They also talked more on the uh, Abomination storyline, how he escaped um, and did the underground fight in Shang-Chi and came back. And um, how his redemption story went. Um, we'll get too much into it, but it was cool. And uh, Wong guest starred in that particular oh. episode. Awesome. so you'll see how um he he's pretty much the reason how um abomination um was he able to escape prison super villain prison and return and he returned back to his cell he's trying to he you know he wants to do the right thing you know so he did the fight he came back and uh and you'll see what happens in the episode it's it's a, it's a really fun episode um
4: i'm definitely gonna have to watch that next time.
2: I mean, my only complaint with She-Hulk is that the um, CG is not perfect. It does yeah. look a little, it's a little weird. wonky at times. It's not at the same level as the films because they don't have the budget to to make the That's what CG. what I saw. But I, there's That's, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of laugh out loud moments on there. I'll give mm-hmm. to it It's a lot of fun. All right, so number three on my list, um, upcoming movies, uh, includes a movie called Armageddon Time. This is a heck of a trailer. It's a very, very heavy film. Um, and it's Anthony Hopkins, who um, is kind of like a mentor to his young grandson. And his young grandson um, has a um, an African-American best friend, apparently during that time in the 80s. Um, You know uh, I guess he wasn't accepted um, And Apparently um, In addition to that um, It's in the 80s Reagan era And it explores the strength of family And the pursuit of the American dream Um, Jessica Chastain's in it as well Anne Hathaway is in it Um, And it's crazy just to think in the 1980s That uh, That there was uh, That kind of that level of, of uh discrimination and uh I don't
0: prejudice. know if it was. Cause I was friends with a lot of black kids in the eighties and we all got along Well, I mean, I mean a lot of us were but I I, I, I mean, you, said, you know I mean I think seventies and sixties are yeah, seventies and sixties was probably brutal, but I mean I don't think the eighties was that bad. Yeah, I have to Don't get me wrong, here, I'm not I mean, saying there's no racism, but there was racism, but I mean it was not as right. bad as
2: Based on the trailer, yeah. I mean it was like, hmm, this is the nineteen eighties, you know. Go ahead, Dean. I
5: have to agree with you with um certain even though I was only about keep in mind I was not even in my double digits back then. <laughs> but um based on especially yeah, I think the problem with nineteen eighties with African Americans was it was around the times of the crack pandemic that happened in the eighties yeah. and um African Americans were criminalized back then. But aside from that, I think it was still evolving and still changing to where African-Americans were more accepted compared to the seventies and especially 60s. The
2: sixties. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But the trailer looks fantastic. seems like a very, very powerful film. Um, Let's see uh, films in production. Number four on my list uh, is um, a new film uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch, Mark Strong, Catherine Waterston, uh, the film is called The End We Start From. also stars Jodie Comer from Killing Eve and it's directed by Mahalia Bello. Um, and it's based on a novel by Megan Hunter and adapted for the screen uh, by um, BAFTA-nominated Alice Birch. The film tells a story about the trials and joys of new motherhood in the midst of devastating floods that swallow up the city of London. Uh, so, uh, yeah um look out for that film in production now um this is a fun film it seems like it's called borderlines comedic thriller that's uh, currently in production in vancouver starring samara weaving eric dane ray nicholson and centers around a romantic sociopath who escapes from a mental institution
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and invades the home of a 90s pop superstar um Pop superstar just wants to be loved, and she just wants to survive. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds like a very interesting premise, right there. Be entertaining. Yeah. Um, my girl Anna Kendrick. I love Anna Kendrick. One of the sweetest, nicest celebrities I've met. Um, uh, on a couple occasions, also worked on Pitch Perfect three. She's actually going to be directing her first.
4: Oh, that's awesome.
2: Ah, uh, directorial debut. With a true life thriller called The Dating Game. Um, so this is a, from a script by Ian McDonald.
5: Okay, now, now that you mentioned Dating Game, I've now got the theme song stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah,
2: <you. laughs> yes <laughs> uh, Story of Cheryl Bradshaw, bachelorette candidate um, on the 70s, um, matchmaking show, Dating Game. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Who picked, <laughs> picked uh, a bachelor, Rodney Akala, oh yeah i know what
0: this one's about you know what this yeah. is
2: right is
4: this based on the true story
2: that's right yeah that's right so the fairy tale date takes a turn when the bachelor drops his charming facade and reveals that he is in fact a psychopathic serial killer
0: he really is a serial killer i think mm-hmm.
2: yep yeah, so anna kendrick will star and uh no other cast has been announced just yet there's just doing the uh, pre-production right now um all right so number seven on my list is a uh, venice film festival guys so uh mm. two marquee films from this festival um one is the whale this is where brendan Fraser um plays a 600 pound gay man confined to a wheelchair Talk About the transformation for him to play this role, um, in yeah, prosthetics,
0: if he, if he didn't do a Christian Bale and just ate a crap ton of stuff, did he? Well, he was already a larger guy, you know, he wasn't oh, like prosthetics, but he actually put on sex,
2: yeah, he had, he had already been a bigger guy, but he, you know, he certainly wasn't mummy shape or yeah. casino man shape, <laughs> any means. But uh, uh but the, the film itself, I mean, it, it got a crazy six minute standing ovation. So at these European uh, film festivals, the, the length of the standing ovation is very important. They only do this in Europe, in um, the Cannes Film Festival and in the Venice Film Festival. So for the Venice Film Festival, we've got a six-minute um, um, setting O, and, uh, and it's directed by Darren Aronofsky of The Wrestler. Uh, I know you know The Wrestler, uh, Mickey Rourke's comeback film. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, apparently it's a real tearjerker of a film man. it really is. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, kind of dealing with, uh, his family and, and, and the condition he's in. Um, so yeah, this will be one film to look out for, for sure. Um, the other film, which we talked about last week was creating a lot of controversy was don't worry, darling. So, uh, there's a lot of controversy with this film because we alluded to last week, Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh the star of her film this is Olivia Wilde's second direct directorial uh, effort with uh, Booksmart being her first they had some kind of falling out um there's it's not exactly clear what it is uh a lot of it had possibly had to do with maybe Olivia's uh, relationship with Harry Styles as you know that was the reason why she split from her husband Jason Sudeikis um but um yeah so apparently um um Florence Pugh uh purposely skipped the red carpet and just went straight to uh the film screen. and apparently initially was going to say she was going to work on Dune 2 and she couldn't be there because of that but I mean if she skips the red carpet but attends the the Venice film premiere then yeah (laughs) she's not on set of Dune 2 um but uh and a lot of it also had to do with the controversy with Shia LaBeouf because he was, uh, you know, allegedly fired, but then uh, Shia LaBeouf claimed that he actually quit the film, and then Harry Styles replaced him. So apparently, they were like banning certain questions on the red carpet. So any any of the um, questions about Shia LaBeouf and questions about the drama between Florence Olivia were you know, were avoided. Um so uh I it kinda makes sense. I mean they're there to you know to get positive reviews, favorable reviews for their film, you know. Um so I, I guess it makes sense, you know. I mean that that's definitely the elephant in the room. People want to know about that, you know.
0: See I would just I, I don't know, I would just bring it out just to be open and honest with people. I mean that's just how I am. I mean I think isn't that what they did with Mr. and Mrs Smith and actually helped Mr and Mrs. Smith because of the affair they had on set? Um, All she said on
2: the matters is, as as for all the endless tabloid gossip and noise out there, I mean, the Internet feeds itself. I don't feel the need to contribute. I think it's sufficiently well nourished. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty much uh, her comment on that. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is really, really interesting. Um, And there are also um, rumors that um, Florence had been paid a lot less. Um than what um Styles made. Um, so that might be another uh issue. Um with the pay gap, even though I mean Florence is you know, Florence Pugh is a legit star. I mean, I feel yeah. like she, she needs to make equal but to but what Styles again,
0: made. Uh, I agree. Also, like I mean, but with payment, isn't that the agents responsibilities? Or I mean like it is. It is. I, I guess
2: they didn't fight hard enough. So apparently it's rumored that um Florence made seven hundred thousand the uh, film and styles made 2.5 million yeah, well, that's, that's a
4: big gap that's a big difference
2: that's yeah. yeah yeah so uh how much does make? well shy never never he left right at the beginning of production so i, I thought i thought
0: he, well, he still had to sign a contract didn't
2: he, or not. i don't i don't think he got paid a
0: salary okay no i don't think he would be a salary at all so
2: um so yeah and it's interesting at the so the film got a 4 minute standing ovation, don't worry darling, which I did mention I, I did get a sneak peek of, which was a fantastic film. Um and uh it's interesting but uh Olivia Wilde and um Florence Pugh sat somewhat far apart from each other. And uh and apparently when they got the standing o Florence didn't like look at Olivia's direction, you know, so that was a very uh, glaring Glaring thing, you know, and actually just face and dance with our co-star Nick Kroll. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy film, guys. But I think the outside drama is even crazier.
0: Yeah, sure. They uh, need to make a film about making that film. Exactly,
2: <laughs> a documentary of the drama surrounding that film. Yeah, um, and um, there was all. There's also going to be a New York um, press. Screening and Florence P will not attend that as well. So, and now there's this other really weird um, drama, but it's, it's so ridiculous. I watched the video, right? So apparently Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine.
4: I saw that. I don't, I don't (laughs) think he spat on him
2: after watching the video.
4: I don't think he did. It it
2: he didn't have like duck lips, you know, like whatever. But mm-hmm. the thing that like may might be skeptical is how Chris Pine stopped clapping. It could be complete complete coincidence, but he stopped clapping and kind of looked down.
4: Yeah, it kind of looked like when you watched it, it. I saw I saw one where they like slowed it down really right. slow, and it right. didn't look like. Was it like that
0: Seinfeld spitting episodes with the Mets? I don't know. Do you remember yes. that? Like a, I don't. Kramer was, was pissed at like Keith Hernandez and Keith Hernandez was like, I didn't spit on you, that was Rob Darling or something like that.
2: <laughs> I know our, your Grace Morgan Fabus, who's the ultimate Seinfeld fan, can comment on that one, but I don't recall that one at all. Uh, I don't but think yeah he
4: spit on him, but I do think I could tell like I feel like Chris Pine like isn't the biggest fan of harry styles or like just seemed like kind of like annoyed
2: oh so he is more like an annoyed look of anything but there's um, no because like, there was like
4: another thing where like harry styles was like talking about like he was not really making that much sense. He was kind right. of like it was a, like like it's a movie where like yeah. a legit move like he was like kind of explaining movie what a movie is and then chris pine has like this like Blank face, like what the fuck is this? Like my life, <laughs> type yeah. thing. Well, so, Chris Ro-
2: Chris Pine's rep did say, just to be clear, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. There is nothing but respect between these two men, and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. So.
5: Oh yeah, the last thing we need is um, Harry Styles fans going after Trekkies. Be right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. All right. So that's movie. Let's move on to Netflix, guys. Number eight on my list. So apparently, um there is a thriller top ten um film on Netflix called Echoes, led by Michelle Monahan. Mm. Um logged in 36.6 million viewing hours. Also doing well at number two is The Devil in Ohio, um, uh, which is another uh, new um limited series um and of course uh the sandman doing really well slipped to the third place with 33.3 million oh, i want to watch that saw the first episode fantastic
4: awesome. uh it's
2: visually visual candy to the eyes and it's uh it's weird it's wacky and it's it, it's it's brilliant it's it's uh i need to watch more i know all episodes are available now that's netflix that's the way they, think, they The way they do it. They they drop all the episodes at once. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely looking forward to checking that one out for sure. All right. So Netflix uh, also has a big slate for October because I guess they're really big fans of uh, Halloween. And they're calling it Netflix and Chills. We'll, we'll play on words with like a catchphrase. <laughs> Netflix and Chills, which will be a slate of new horror films and TV shows coming out. Um, there's um, a film called The School for Good and Evil, which which stars Charlize Theron and Carrie Washington. Um, there's also Tim Burton's um, much anticipated Wednesday series.
4: Oh, I want to see that. It looks
2: uh, good. It's a spin on the Adams family, uh, starring Jenna Ortega. And Towson University's own Mike Flanagan, the mind behind Haunting of Hill House, *Bly Matter, Midnight Mass will uh we'll be back with um his adaptation of the midnight club. Uh, I want to
4: see that too. It looks it sounds like the premise sounds really, really good.
2: Yeah, he's he's a brilliant brilliant showrunner and mm-hmm. uh and um director. Um and of course early early roots of uh, Mike Flanagan's uh film career I got to be on one of his sets, so Look where he is now. Look where I am. Man, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what you're hosting with...
4: a podcast. What did I do wrong? <laughs> you're, you're starring in commercials, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I appreciate the vote of confidence.
4: Yeah.
2: Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele's Wendell and Wilde, also part of this slate. They just dropped a trailer and it looks really awesome. I don't know if anyone saw it. It's a stop motion animated horror film. And, um, it's Henry Selk's first film since 2009's Caroline. Um, yeah, yeah.
4: I lo- Oh, Coraline is sorry, one of my Coraline. all-time favorites. Coraline's yeah. one of my
2: all-time favorites?
4: I love Coraline. Okay. It's so good.
2: Well, you should be checking this one out. I know. I didn't know about this. Yeah. I'm going to definitely. But yeah. Coraline out.
4: was also a stop motion. Yep. Uh, exactly. And That's same with exciting. On
2: Elm I'm sorry. Help me here. The Nightmare Before Christmas. There you go.
0: Uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was not a stop. No, no, <laughs> you know, that's, so, that's what we need to create: stop motion Nightmare on Elm uh, Street. So Wendell and <laughs> Wilde,
2: voiced by Key and Peel respectively, um, enlist the help of Cat, voiced by Lyric Ross, thirteen-year-old child, um, to summon him back to the land of the living. And uh, yeah, so uh, Selleck and uh, Jordan Peel co-wrote the adapted screenplay for this. So. Also includes Angela Bassett, James Hong, Tamara Smart, Ving Rames in supporting roles so. mm. uh, Another film to look out for is Mila Kunis' Luckiest Girl Alive It just dropped the trailer for that one as well um, And it's based on a book uh, And uh, Mike Barker uh, directs the film So uh, yeah, so basically it's about Mila um, Kunis' character, Annie Finelli, uh shares the news of her wedding to Luke, played by Finn Witchrock. Luke comes for money, uh, but apparently she has something no trust fund can buy, and that's The Edge. Well, anyways... Um, Annie's dreams are about to come true With a new job, wedding, etc When her fiancé introduces her to a past Acquaintance who doesn't remember her As she flashes back To a buried memory of a shocking incident That took place when she was younger So they're going back and forth in a flashback About a possible crime That um, Her character, Annie Committed um, And uh, interesting 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 plot there um, Trailer is out, check it out uh, let's see. Wow. We're moving this rather quickly, guys. Number nine, Disney plus. Well, we're already talking about She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which is a lot of fun. Make sure you check it out. But, um, this Thursday, September 8th is Disney plus day. It's right ahead of the D23 Expo. Mm-hmm. So for fans of Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, everything. Uh, we're also going to get Thor Love and Thunder dropping on Disney plus. Yay. If you miss it in the theaters, you get to see it. Um, uh, Pinocchio, which we talked a little bit about last week Because that trailer just dropped And it's a fantastic trailer if you've seen it Originals such as Cars on the Road uh, Brie Larson's hybrid docuseries growing up And for you Star Wars fans Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return Which is a um, making-of documentary Similar to the other documentaries you saw for The Mandalorian We'll definitely be watching that. I'm I'm excited. That's uh Disney Plus. Disney Plus day on Thursday, guys. That's gonna be really, really, really cool. Um, all right. So uh number 10 on my list is we already talked about She-Hulk. Let's talk about some House of the Dragon, baby. Woohoo! Oh man, this is such an incredible show. Big Paul, are you watch, are you watching right. it? Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic, isn't it? It is fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about um episode uh, 3. Um and uh I think the most compelling war scene was uh, the the I guess the latter third which yeah. shows and what's an incredible scene where Matt Smith's Damon Targaryen is is pretty much you know you, th- you think he's gone because he's it's a losing battle. Against whoever their enemies are And um he doesn't Utter a single word in his scene But the performance is just really compelling And uh Of course of course the dragon Saves the day right I mean it is the house Of the dragon right These Targaryens you know they know Everything about uh, Having the dragons on their side And Drek the Fuck out of these people uh it was It was pretty pretty crazy But that's like towards the end of the episode but the beginning was quite compelling too, Paul, wasn't it? It was all about, uh, who was going to be heir to King, um,
0: King Viserys. Right. Yeah, man. I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it seems like they, I don't know. It seems like it has the vibe of the original series. It kinda, other than last season, last season or last series, just kind of, it just didn't work, but this one's like all back on the track.
2: I, they're, they're in good hands. Um, the the one who directed the Battle of the Bastards, Michael Sapochnik, I believe his name yeah. is. He's the main showrunner of this, and it, uh, he yeah. definitely
0: kept the lore in that place. He got the characters right. He,
2: oh yeah, that
0: thing. I mean, George
2: like a, R. Martin. I think he's more involved with this show than he was Game of Thrones. Go so Game of Thrones. Of course, all the source material was written out. This one, you kind of have to create an entire series from one book, whereas Game of Thrones was, you know a sprawling series from multiple books, you know? So that's where the challenge is going to be. But with, like, George R. R. Martin, like, like really closely involved, I think this is has a potential potential well, think, to maybe I mean, be a
0: better show. Because it's like his baby. It's like, just like George Lucas should be more involved in Star Wars, because when he's not, you see the disaster it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Favreau and Filoni do a good job. But, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy and the rest. I mean, Abrams, I mean, they just suck.
2: Abrams, are, I mean, you know, his effort on, on, on Episode 7 was okay. I mean, that was the, yeah, but the, the best it, of the worst, let's episode say.
0: Nine, episode 9, so. I, I get it, I get it. Dino,
2: are you watching Castle of the Dragon yet? Are you a fan? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you, yep. can you comment on Episode 3? I haven't seen Episode 3. That's a problem. Okay, you haven't seen Episode 3 quite yet. But yeah, it was Not just yet. more, they do Enjoy. a little bit of a time jump. Uh, two years, I believe, or three years, because they already have a baby. Um, a son, a son heir. Uh, and you know you got to feel for uh, Ranera because her best friend married her father, you know, and and you know bore a kid and is pregnant with a second kid. That's got to be a little tough on on you know someone who is your best friend to just kind of do that. Um, you know, choosing Alice Hightower after the first queen you know sadly dies during childbirth, you know. <laughs> Um very questionable choices that they made back in the day, you know, because it was okay to like marry your relative or your cousin, and it was okay to uh marry someone significantly younger, you know. And like they're already like right. I mean the, the second episode where, where um Viserys was like they were trying to court like a 12 year old to to marry him. Like, oh my god, this is
0: crazy. <laughs> oh my god, it was just insane. Um but then again, most of those people only live to be forty. So I guess maybe that that was the reasoning behind it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, they have
2: they do have older characters. I mean, don't forget the Grand Maesters; they're they're really yeah. Old, but there's so.
0: older, like I mean, back in those days, people didn't expect to live very long.
2: And if you did, you know, you were like a Grand Maester, you know, one of the, one of those type of people. But um, is showing some badassness, I guess she is kind of very much, I would say, a Daenerys Targaryen clone. We're seeing that in how she was able to take down a wild boar that was attacking her and uh you know, she comes back uh to uh the town bloodied from from stabbing the boar and now everybody has pork sandwiches, you know, wild boar sandwiches, you know, so <laughs> everyone, everything's cool with that. And uh I think they're kinda hinting at um Sir Kristen Cole maybe being the love interest of Renaire. What do you think, Paul? Do you think uh the, the night that went following Renera, she stormed off
0: yeah i I I got that
2: yeah i think they're gonna go 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 for that as well so um now interestingly enough uh house of the dragon had a very similar coffee cup incident that game of thrones had not as bad as you know the coffee cup incident was in the final season of game of thrones where someone left a starbucks cup (laughs) and you don't see that in fantasy or medieval you know, era it was just crazy mistake. So this time they forgot to CG out King Viserys' fingers, so he lost a couple of his fingers, and they were green. When uh, apparently uh, Viserys was handed a letter, or rather, he was handing a letter to a soldier, and you saw the hand, and had they didn't edit out the green screen effects on his fingers. You know, and uh, that was just so uh, so obvious, but apparently they did fix it already. It's just so funny that a show with such a huge budget does not have one staff member <laughs> just to with a fine oh oh, oh, That is like that super is noticeable.
0: Power
2: I know, I know. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh <laughs> It's uh It still has a very very significantly crazy budget, I'm sure, but, you know. Um all right, so that's um House of the Dragon, also on HBO. Zazzy Beats um is going to star in Steven Soderbergh's upcoming HBO Max series Full Circle. Basically, an investigation into a botched kidnapping uncovers long-held secrets connecting multiple characters and cultures in present day New York City to so look out for that one alright and um, yeah let's um, take a classic cut break and we'll talk Amazon Lord of the Rings and the rest so uh, you know I was trying to think of what would be a good classic cut and uh, you know I had to go rock and roll with our guest um, Tony Vincent you know he's a rock Broadway superstar and I was like thinking hmm who who could be uh Feature And uh, I was looking at the birthday list And there is a rock icon in Chrissy Hines Celebrating her 71st birthday today On September 7th Uh, She is the uh, frontwoman of The Pretenders And uh, this is one of my favorite songs from the 80s guys Which is a fantastic song It's called Don't Get Me Wrong Uh, And uh, great song guys So we're going to take that classic cut and we'll be back for more BTB. All right, yes, don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> the pretenders, Chrissy Hind. Um, fantastic song, guys. All right, all Especially right,
5: get... the movie it was featured in.
2: Oh. Well, please see. remind me, Dean, what's that tri- movie trivia for me?
5: It was featured in the 86 film, Gung Ho, early Michael Keaton.
2: Ah, nice, oh, that's that a good movie. That is some good trivia, man. Very cool. Wow, let's get back to this stuff. Uh... It kind
5: of makes, makes sense because his birthday was just a couple of days ago, Michael Keaton's birthday.
2: Oh, oh wow, I... Batman's birthday, yes. yes.
5: 71 now.
2: And hopefully we'll, he, we'll be he's seeing him.
0: Out PC, see you, right?
2: Mm-hmm. He will hopefully be, yes, uh, portraying Batman the upcoming Flash movie because the Batgirl movie sadly got shelved, and he was making an appearance in that one as well, so. So we'll see him in uh, the Flash movie as long as Ezra Miller does his apology tour and hopefully we can get that movie out.
0: Get some rehab and get some... Uh... Rehab.
2: Oh, man, he needs a lot of help. Mental health. Uh... I still
4: can't believe they're like... They haven't... Is he back there?
0: He's still them. I don't know how to report
2: He's He sees them, and I think they uh, are getting... They're getting the... Uh, the mental health... Um, needs... You No. Know, Advice and, and consultation that that they need. So, so there you go. I know. So, anyways, yeah. Let's get back to uh, the top twenty. So, number eleven is Amazon. Yes. What's going on in Amazon?
0: Well, I think Amazon's going to get out of the business because Rings of Power sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, really quick. The storyline, the, the acting's awful. I mean, they have good special effects, but that's about it. All right. Well, you you brought
2: that. I was going to throw out one more other thing on Amazon, but yes, Lord of the Rings. Although you're saying it does suck, broke records for Amazon Prime's uh, streaming service. Watch, don't
0: get me wrong; people are going to watch the first episode. Oh yeah! And then 20, when they realize how badly it sucks, they're going to cancel Amazon, and uh, Amazon's out of business.
2: Twenty-five million global viewers in the first day of the release. Um, and again, this this is. Uh, they're based on Tolkien stories, but it's based on like some kind but of it's like appendix. Not,
0: it's not based on Tolkien stories. They're making up the whole thing. There's no lore involved whatsoever. I thought it's it's based on the appendices. Based on Tolkien's, uh, Tolkien's characters. They right. decided not to use his stories. They decided to create their own crap to fill in the gap. So that's okay. what it was. Visually,
2: like, visually, it's a feast for the it's eyes. It's but it's what is it's, your
0: it's, what is yeah. what is your gripe with with the? The acting is awful. The story is awful, and wow. it just—I mean, it just seems like wouldn't—I mean, it, it seems like it's almost like CW actors and a multi CW actors. Wow. I mean, like
2: CW is not new for a lot of great acting. You're um for one of.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of soap opera type of acting in it. it just really? Not good. The story has nothing to do with the tel- Tolkien lore. It's just they had a guaranteed hit, and they just kind of kept some stuff. They added stuff. They they just went on their own, and I think they they bonded by doing that. I think they should have st- stuck more with the lore. They should have stuck more with characters, and they should have used other characters, too.
2: Interesting. Dean, have you tuned in to the Rings of Power?
5: Uh, not yet. Okay.
2: Not yet. Okay. I am, like, halfway through the first episode, and uh, I, I guess I, I still have to f- – Watch more to kind of assess the acting. The visuals are amazing,
0: don't get me wrong. But the, the visuals,
2: rest- yeah, and I tried to catch up today, but got so behind on everything. But, um, but yeah, no, it's thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, um, which Tolkien calls the Second Age, which is an era of prosperity and peace that is soon threatened by the reemergence of an evil, evil sorcerer named sauron Um, but, um, one thing, I guess, you know, there's always going to be, you know, some toxic fans or haters or... Hey, I'm, not even being hater, I'm just
0: being an honest critic. It's but just, no, uh,
2: well, <laughs> this is, well, this is what I'm alluding to. So apparently some people are up in arms because it's racially diverse and that wasn't the well, way it was. Oh, I,
0: well, I, I like diverse cast uh, if it fits. But I mean, yeah, as I said, this story just is awful. The yeah. acting is not good. It's like but, it, you can have a diverse cast if you're good at actors. it address elbows hey he could have made it great but yeah I mean, but let's, let's talk on this topic for a little while
2: um so apparently now with you know they've humans dwarves elves orcs hobbit like harfoots but compared to the previous films the hobbit and lord of the rings you didn't see much you know um actors of color you know very few and now you know they're they're doing it was
4: also written during a time mm-hmm. where. Talk like Tolkien is.
2: Oh right, of course.
4: Was you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> During that time, yeah. Um, uh, I'm, so I'm I think, think it's w-
4: great uh, that they're adding a, a diverse it's, cast.
0: It's also based based on the Middle Ages. I mean, there should be actors of color, but they should be actors of color like from a. There should all be the good. I'm not saying diversity in the shire, but they should have be a whole village. You know, you see what I'm saying? They're having diversity everywhere, having a whole village of like African American hobbits having a whole village of it's just the time Are you want segregation during that time middle ages the way the middle ages were it
5: was
2: based I, I on don't middle know. i mean if you let's
5: look at it like, let's just call it what it is i mean when these original stories were growing up especially during the era before the 21st century it's always a white character and now we're in 2022 and I oh my gosh, black characters, oh my gosh, Asian characters, oh my God, why can't mm-hmm. it be the same? And it's like, seriously, guys, how do you not realize that society has changed? Exactly. I agree. Like, like
0: there, I would think it would be the same like it was here. Like, and the Asian characters would be from another land. The African-American characters would be from another land well out. i mean a, a look fantasy, at america though. though paul i mean there's <laughs> America's and like... a melting pot and the, i think because it's I mean, not based felt, but, but it's not like as i said but that's because <laughs> of the immigration but back in the middle ages you didn't have that but that's not what i my, we gripe, also is, my didn't gripe didn't
4: gripe. have elves and
0: right so that's
2: where fantasy creatures
0: <laughs> Alex, that's exactly right
2: because it's fantasy. <laughs> i think you can bend those rules if you're doing a biopic like like the crown on, on Netflix of, of Queen Elizabeth, but then you have to stay true to I mean we're I know Dean, you're a Downton Abbey fan, of course, that's the the whitest cast you can think of, but yeah. they're being is that time period, right? my
5: friends and Seinfeld's probably the closest whitest cast of recent times, right
0: Oh yeah, you're right, that was pretty bad, right. so yeah, that um, one should've been all white because that, that should have had some diversity in that cast.
5: Yeah, the thing so, is, like, but, it's, but it's a damn shame. It's really a damn shame that they're harking on. I'm not harking like, on you know, that. Like, Hold on, we're and talking about. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's like, it's fiction, folks. It's not like they are a certain color or.
0: What the yeah. fuck? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. yeah not, the, my gripe wasn't about that. My gripe was just about the acting itself. I, I mean, I'll, we, we realize that that's a good hobby. We just wanted to bring that up because this is another um. I, I, my logic that... is because of the time period, it would be it would be like taking place in Europe, right? Kind of based on the European lore. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's a thing. I mean, you know,
4: I think it's like also, it's a fantasy world, and plus, like if you think about it, like I mean, Tolkien, brilliant writer, you know. But let's face it. Like during that time, a lot of people were racist, so that's why there weren't any people of color in his books. And no, so I, I think, think,
0: think with the England, I, were there? Cause, I mean, they, they didn't, did they have slavery in England? It wasn't like it wasn't like the. No, United they didn't States.
5: have. I don't think they had slavery, in England, But they they were really segregation. They
0: have, yeah, they might have really not been a. And
5: especially with the Brexit um, in recent times. Mm -hmm. when um brexit came about there was a lot of racism about um people from another country and they want them to go back to where they came from similar to what um we had to do with for the last five seven years
2: yeah so some of the actors of color uh for um rings of power include lenny henry ismael cruz cordova Nazanin Banandi, Sarah Zwang, Bagani. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing these names. Maxine Cunliffe, Sophia Novetti. Um, so, yes, I mean traditionally, um,
0: fantasy is white dominated, but um, and I the diverse casting. I just don't even even know who those people are. It's like it's like if you're gonna do a big big budget thing like that, at least have somebody that somebody knows who they are. I mean, I'm not trying to well, disparage actors. I just don't know who they are. I just don't think they're... They, they're, they're, they're
2: yeah, I mean, I guess none of the cast are really household names, right? No, I mean, no, that, I mean that's... that's,
0: that's gonna
5: cast um, Matt Smith would be a household names as he's doctor who...
2: Well, no, no, we're, that's
0: going with the House of the Dragon. I'm talking about uh, oh, uh, Rings Dragon. of Power.
2: Oh, but Rings of
0: Power costs 10 times the price of House of Dragon. You don't have a single person that is a, that has major credits, and I just don't think... I mean, don't get me wrong, that... They did okay for what they had, I guess. But I, it's just, I just didn't think it was a worth fifty million an I mean, yeah, 50 okay. dollars an episode.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you're only you're only judging up judging it based on two episodes, Paul. So let's let's give it a little bit of a chance, and I need to give it a chance myself. I definitely um, want to check it out. We gotta check it out, guys. Yeah, I think
5: the only household name I'm reading from this cast list is um, Lenny Henry, since he was a brilliant, he still is a brilliant comedian. Back in the 80s with Chef. He was married to Don French. Okay. And, um, Cynthia Dye Robinson. She's a native of um, the DC area and oh, she nice. was in Sparkis back in the day. But other than that, I really yeah. can't find. But then again, you got to think about it because, you know, As a the lot thing, of shows really rely on so fake names mm-hmm. to be on the show. And to me, it's okay, but then again, it gets to a point where okay, we got the big names. I understand you want to promote the show, but where are the up and comers? Exactly. That want to get their big break. Yeah, I meant that. You it, and, have, I, and the
2: other thing, I or two big names to, if you're paying fifty million, and 50 million I, episode. I get it. You want well, at least one or two names.
5: And the other thing I equate to this is the game shows. That it's almost like every game show now is hosted by a celebrity who's been yeah. up the ranks i don't think i remember seeing an an unknown person hosting a game show i think and since the 1990s maybe early 2000s i want to see more upcomers because it's like we already know who the people are people have long careers so well, well, we that's, have people that's who are paying their dues year after year after year after year after year and can get a big break for once
0: well well that's a, that's what i exactly what i'm saying you need to it should have been more established people in the show when you're paying fifty when it's cost that much money and you're trying to make it save your whole network the whole Amazon if they fail their their network's gone their whole thing's gone and it's like I think it's good to try new talent but they need to try new talent on like sub sub like I mean they could have had like a sub genre kind of like Walking Dead remember Walking Dead had those little shorts. Try some up and coming ones there and then work them into the show. But don't just throw up and coming people on a $50 million show and expect people to view it the, if they're not doing a great job. The, the brand That's is going to stop. I sell. understand,
5: but not every show needs an establishment. No, not every show
0: doesn't. But I mean, the best thing I, I would
5: say is um, Downton Abbey on PBS. They yeah. only have one established
2: name. Yeah. Maggie Smith.
5: But everyone else and that show kicked major ass. Yeah. But
0: it's $50 million, and it wasn't based on a major IP that people really follow. The story, as I said, the story is... Convoluted. I see your point,
2: Paul, but I, I think it, it is a part of a huge
0: fandom, and you're going to get the viewers, and, uh, yeah, and, but, but I do believe... off ...by changing lore and by changing stories and by mm-hmm. not going by... They were like, we don't care. We're going to make our own thing. If you don't like it, tough that's basically what wow. they
2: said well let's give it let's give it a few more episodes of shot paul i mean we got um is it eight I episodes mean, I'm
0: up and coming out but i mean it's just as i said on a okay. like this it's like because you're not gonna, gonna throw somebody who's only in the lead of a 50 million dollar movie either. yeah i get it i get it well
4: i kind of like fun. when there's like a fresh cast because like you kind of like can envision them more as like the character i mean you saw like look at like harry potter they were all unknown actors, or Star Wars, and no, like, there's, there's so actors. many. Um,
0: the, the way this is set up, and the, the you could see the flaws in their acting, where it it's going to actually hurt their careers more than it would help them. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's definitely major flaws in their acting. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think they're trying, but I think they're they they just are in over their head. Okay,
2: that's yeah. true,
5: but at the same time, it's just the first season. It's just a couple episodes. Yeah. Not every show, especially an established one with an established brand, is going to start Well, I know. Out. I mean,
0: the first episode of Next Generation sucked. The first season oh, yeah. of Next Generation. Okay, kind of I, like just agree with you. I think The Next Generation
5: there. one was a starting point. I didn't feel it sucked. The first season as a whole I mean. wasn't. It was okay, but I think the Then third it got,
0: got a lot better later the, on.
5: The, I think the third season of Next Generation. It really hit its stride. Like, there
3: you the go. Organ,
0: the organ. I, I just don't think okay. it's going to last their third season, though. I think the show's just going to tank that whole network. I, I don't even know if Amazon's going to survive this. It's, it's just. Mm.
2: Well, let's talk about some other... Paper
4: Girls. Paper Girls yeah. was fantastic. Let's talk
0: about some other Amazon
2: stuff. Like <laughs> Paper Girls. What's your review on Paper Girls? I haven't tuned in yet. It's on I Amazon, right? I Ali?
4: highly recommend it. It's kay. fantastic. And it's also um, all unknown um, actors. And Stranger it's based Men. on Brian K. Vaughn's, um comic, Stranger comic. Things vibes. It has Stranger Things vibes. But the funny thing is, it's like a lot of people were comparing the two. But Paper Girls actually came out before Stranger Things. Well,
3: yeah, uh, as
4: far as so, the graphic novel. Yes. Yeah, the and it material. fit like it like the show. The Stranger Things doesn't have source material. Vibe. That's
2: completely uh, original. Uh,
4: yeah. So it yeah. like other than it being like eighty, like in the eighties, and kids about the same age, it's. And being like a sci-fi, it's completely different. I know there's and a it, lot of
2: things that are similar already. Yeah.
4: Um, but it's based like it's got the vibe of the graphic novel, which came before. Okay. Um, but I highly gonna, recommend it. I'm gonna it's have to
2: give that convenient. one a shot. I'm gonna have to give that one a shot. <laughs> Another um, um holiday a holiday movie on Amazon that is probably gonna be a hit because it's Dwayne Johnson and Chris Evans. I mean, talk about names, Paul. Those are two names, right? Yeah they have a they have a, a holiday action comedy called red one uh the roles are being kept under under wraps but they just added Sabrina uh chilling adventures of sabrina star karen and shipka with sabrina herself to that cast and of course that went four seasons on netflix she'll be joining this film um, but yeah they're bringing a whole new universe to explore within the holiday genre they're hoping for this to be a um a big hit to expand Know, multiple films but it's a globe trotting four quadrant action adventure comedy with a holiday twist so uh something to look forward to uh, in the holiday season um and of course uh what else do we have on amazon well they have an- another net na- well they have um, an amazon movie called my policeman um uh, which is again um harry styles um wow this guy's really Killing it in the acting world, you know. One Direction, solo artist extraordinaire, and now actor extraordinaire. I mean, Harry has wow has made quite the the successful yeah, transition. I, yeah, I, I just
0: thought, thought of him. I never even thought of him as an actor before. Yeah, but he and uh, after seeing
2: Don't Worry, Darling, and now uh, he's in this film called uh, The Policeman, which he plays a gay a gay character. It's a gay romantic drama. And um, it's based on a 2012 novel of the same name, and it's uh, basically a forbidden love um, during the 19, um, 19, 1950s Britain because, okay. of course, that was a time period where there was accepting of, of gays um, during Actually, that I time.
0: Don't, uh, well, was that even legal that, uh, in Britain? Because, I mean, I think they had laws against that in Britain. I could be wrong.
5: No, I think you were right, especially around that time. It was still legal.
2: It was still very taboo, and then they they go flash forward from the 50s and 90s, and uh, it goes back and forth. Um, so that's on Amazon as well. It's going to uh, hit theaters October 21st, but then land on Amazon Prime on the 4th. And Amazon's going to have a new sub division uh, of a of a network called Amazon Freebie, which is going to be um, completely free, which is right in the title, Freebie one of the series is a green as a comedy called clean slate with george wallace and laverne cox from orange's new black
0: mm-hmm. see i don't mind that's where that's where they should do the game of uh, the rings of power actors i mean on the freebies on I mean, the freebie. I mean, that's, 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 that's where you could start and then work your way to rings of power
2: <laughs> this is a very interesting plot though it's um uh, George Walsh's character—he's a car wash owner, Henry—and his estranged child is returning home after 17 years, but ends up being transgendered, and that—you know—that's played by Laverne Cox. So, so I guess the the, dyna- the family dynamic with that. Um, so, something to look forward to on Amazon. And what's
5: about that series is produced by the incredible Norman Lear.
2: Yes, Norman Lear. And he he
5: has the three digits. He's a hundred.
2: One hundred years old, which we really hoped uh, Betty White reached uh, this year. But sadly, she's no longer with us. Uh, But Norman Lear reached that milestone for sure. All right. Number 12, Baltimore-based actors, DMV-based actors. you got to be happy to know there's another big series coming to Baltimore. It's called Lioness. It's on Paramount+. Plus. They just announced... Three more actors to the cast: James Jordan, LaMonica Garrett, Dave Annabelle. Annable have all joined the show. This is uh, from the mind of Taylor Sheridan, who produced uh, Yellowstone, 1883, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Right, Paul? Yep. Yep, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting up there tomorrow. There. Oh, you're on set tomorrow. On set up tomorrow. Oh, no, I'm shit,
0: not on. set. i Later on, I have to go get tested
2: tomorrow. It's, it's an early it's a, it's not as early call time for you tomorrow. We're not keeping up too late, right? I hope. No, um, no, no. I said no, I, I depend
0: to get tested
2: tomorrow, so I'm fine. Okay, <laughs> good. good. Um, so of course, Zoe Saldana. Talk about a name, Paul. We got a name in this show, right? Yeah. It's gonna be. It's, they're doing the wise thing, right? Um, yeah. And and that's right, because like the, the rest of the cast is not really necessarily household names, but Zoe Saldana is, you know. Also, lesla del de oliviera also joining uh the cast as well um so wow this uh definitely looks like uh it's going to be amazing for baltimore and dc and all surrounding areas uh the actors how
0: yeah, to... yeah. oh, are you going to work on it
2: i auditioned i am gonna... uh i am really really hope i'm holding off for uh more opportunities to audition right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to step back from background work on this particular project right now because that's I'm still in that audition pool right now, but It's um, awesome Yeah, thanks I'm auditioning
0: for, for a film up in Pittsburgh also, I don't know if you knew about this one yet or not Oh yeah, uh, gonna e- Ethan be- Cohen's comedy Yeah Yeah, I just auditioned for that one
2: You did? Wow, congratulations
0: man Holy shit I don't know if I'm going to get it but I mean, I mean that's still I great Let me know if you do book I didn't even apply for it. They just kind of called me. I was like, okay, okay, I'll I'll audition this. You actually read for a role. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. So another series,
2: I know you're really excited about, uh, Big Paul, is Power Plus's Tulsa King, which stars Sylvester Stallone, I know you're a big fan, as an ex-mafia capo, attending to business after serving a 25-year sentence, also produced by Taylor Sheridan. So Taylor clearly has a deal with paramount plus to produce content right so uh
0: pretty good trilogy i don't know
2: if you had a chance to check it out
0: um yeah then I mean, the sets are awesome i mean so people in dv should really try out for that
2: yeah yeah so two big series coming up on uh, on paramount plus that was number 12 on my list so number 13 Rick and Morty is back, guys. Um, the season premiere, uh, which is called Solar Ricks, um, revealed...
4: Wait, is there any spoilers? Because I still haven't watched last season. And <laughs> yeah. I need to catch
2: up. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Allie. I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up to come back.
4: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so at the season six premiere, which I haven't seen yet, but it's okay. It's animated. I'm not... We find out that Rick Sanchez is not Morty's grandfather. At least this particular version of Rick. This is the C-137. So, due to an accidental reset in portal travelers in the season six opener, rather than uh, Rick's intended reset of port travel after the collapse of Citadel and even while he's escaped through, a um, uh, Rick Morty Jerry were pulled back through their into their original worlds and realities. So. Um, that's all I'll mention on that. Allie can uh, come back with us if you want to give you the thumbs up. Allie, come back, Allie. <laughs> I'm not going to talk anymore about Rick and Morty. I haven't seen the episode yet, but it was good. You would like it. There's a lot of twists in it. Okay, good. That, that's what I'm going to be watching when we <laughs> I love the show. All right. Number 14, um, Superman and Lois. They found a new actor to portray Jonathan Kent. So apparently uh, actor Jordan... Elsass um had to leave the show. Um and um yeah, I, I so they had to replace him, obviously. So Michael Bishop, who is an Australian actor, is taking over the role. Um they, they said it was due done, to personal reasons.
0: They they what, should have brought in what's his name, Bo Duke, to be the Jordan Kent, like he was on Smallville. Oh,
2: <laughs> I don't know, he's not that age to be Jonathan Kent anymore. It's the it's the child of Clark Kent. Right? No, Jonathan Kent was the dad, wasn't he? Jonathan Kent is the kid, it's the son this is
0: this is an alternate um Okay. Alternate time is Jonathan Kent is the dad on the what they call it on the on the like normal whatever. Oh, on on on,
2: on the uh, Smallville, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the father, like Pa Ken, right? No, this is actually where Lois and, and Clark Kent actually have two boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is a completely different spin on the Superman that you know. Yeah. Um, Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah,
0: I think so, yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think Kent was, like, older, sad, uh, but maybe I'm old. A...
2: Yeah. Um, so, uh Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, wow, this is another controversial thing, but whatever. Uh, Big Brother, I don't, and I, I don't know if anyone's a Big Brother fan uh, in, on the panel, but it's kind of like my guilty pleasure reality show wise. But uh, I mean, it's killing in the ratings; it's doing really, really well. And uh, apparently, there's an, a controversial contestant now named Kyle Kapner, and he kind of said something that got a lot of heat with the house guests. So last year on big brother they did an all african-american alliance that called themselves the cookout and they went far in the game together and we crowned our first black winner of big brother that was um you know made Mm -hmm. big brother history last year so one of the house guests kyle who is white uh said something that he was concerned about the people of color uh, forming an alliance, and he said, without saying, "Let's do a white alliance." Let's do a white alliance, basically.
0: Yeah, so. that's not good to say and, and
2: it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> That's, 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 that's on, not appropriate nowadays. It
0: doesn't good look good on on, uh, on uh, network <laughs> like television. Nowadays, I mean, should it even matter? Should it just be like people? Everybody's a person, no matter what color they are agreed
2: agreed but like i think he just I mean, took this one I mean, a little too yeah, far I, know,
0: but I mean it's just uh, i think people just kind of like i don't know people make it well big so th- not so that was I the big i can't say that but i mean it just seems like people yeah. are people and, and that's how people should look at it. and that's how you end racism. Mean, you don't have he, like he actually
2: also referred to himself and the other white players as the silent majority of their current alliance, silent majority of the current leftovers alliance. That's he also said other crazy things. He made fun of Indy's Brazilian accent. Uh, told um, Turner, who was one of the contestants in the show, that his bucket hat made him look like a Filipino rice farmer. Uh, <laughs> he also. I mean, is he uh, race by chance, or is he? Well, hold on. He also uh, made comments. Uh, including calling taylor joseph and monty on the cast and all p- players of color a variation of loud alpha personalities bullies um and um apparently they tr- uh they give give him the moniker triple x trip sorry triple k kyle um and uh, apparently the kid has a lot of learning to do he he lived a pretty much a sheltered life he admitted to not even going to a bar ever and he's 29 years old lives with his parents. Someone that's completely has a lot of learning to do and life experiences to to go through, and um, he willingly accepted getting voted out after it was exposed um, on the show. Granted, they brought up those those comments right when someone was on the block about to be eliminated who was in alliance with someone else. That heard that, so they kind of conveniently kind of held on to it for a little while and then kind of dropped it at a convenient time, you know, to help their game. Yeah, but it was very, very crazy. Must see television uh, for the reality television. It was very that's, compelling.
0: You very. You the thing is, was are you sure it wasn't scripted? Because I know a lot of that crap is scripted. Stuff. like a lot of people lot of think so. Script, a lot of the, yeah. a lot of those reality shows. I mean, I, I auditioned for one before, so I know for a fact a lot of that stuff. Some of that they might have had him play that role and then just. The thing, just,
2: the thing about Big Brother, I think, where why I think it's not is because. It's a it's a reality show where the cameras don't stop rolling. It's
0: 24-7. That doesn't, that doesn't mean like they don't say, Hey, you're gonna well, exaggerate these things, whatever. No, they're all, they're the cameras they the also, no because the they
2: because the they're live feeds would capture what I'm talking like, hey, about.
0: The, character is like, yeah, I mean, I the reason know.
2: why I don't think so, Paul, is because the live feeds would capture they might capture one of the contestants saying, Oh, you know what, the producer told me to do this and that. So I don't think so. I think for Big Brother it is a legit legit reality show and there's because people
4: like definitely people out there like that but yeah. i wouldn't what i wouldn't be surprised is during the like casting and things like that they're like oh this dude's like i wouldn't be surprised if they chose Purposely certain people chose for people. drama like that exactly. i wouldn't be surprised well they yep. do
0: that on purpose i know i know that yeah or they act or they ask you to act a certain way i was like i'm not gonna yep. so there you go
2: all right, number 16 on my list is the Emmy. So they had the Creative Emmys, which is, recognizes casting, uh, visual effects, documentaries, and guest star actors. So I uh, won't go through all the, the whole list, but just a couple of the highlights that I saw um, included uh, actress Lee Yu-Mi. Um, she was one of the few um, female characters in Squid Game on Netflix. She had that very... Um, just heartbreaking episode with oh, I haven't um, watched it yet No, I'm not going to talk spoilers She had a heartbreaking <laughs> episode with With J. Young um, uh, Jun Young uh, Who was the lead in, in Squid Game um, In the Marbles Marbles Elimination Challenge I won't say anything more than that um, Damn it, Al, You need to watch some of these I shows know. It's so good um,
4: It's but, no, definitely on my list It looks really good But I, okay. I did hear that only like Two people survive
2: Yes Well, technically three But Well
4: but I already mentioned me that the show
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> You already heard about two people surviving, but uh, so apparently she's also the first Korean actress to win in this category. so um so this is the guest star. So that means she she, she was only really uh, featured in one episode. So that's kind of like your requirement as a guest star. Okay. and for um for the draw for the male category, um, guest actor. In a drama series goes to Coleman Domingo for Euphoria so um, That would be uh, Coleman's first Emmy Um, Nathan Lane Won his first um, Guest actor in a comedy Series uh, for his Role as Teddy Demas in Only Murders In the Building
4: That's Uh, on my list too
2: Yeah and then Laurie Metcalf won her fourth Emmy For her guest actress role in Hacks on hbo so those are the actors the rest of the actors will be on september 12th uh, okay. my birthday incidentally the, the big uh, primetime emmy awards that's uh, uh next week um but uh they did um you need to have a birthday
0: uh, emmy party
2: <laughs> that's not a bad idea man i don't know it's a weekday it's kind of it's kind of tough but uh i will be having some uh, socials uh I'll, I'll like letting letting people know about that one. Um but there's some um DMV um presence made in the uh, Emmys, uh the creative Emmys. One is um a YouTube series called Anacostia. Mm-hmm. Anthony A. Anderson, not to be, be confused with the Anthony Anderson, but uh he was recognized and nominated for outstanding actor in a short form comedy or drama series. Uh he did not win Best Actor, but he was nominated. Um, Tim Robinson um, won as various characters, and I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. And Dope Sick, um, which I got to be a part of, which I was so happy to oh, portray. So as did of, I. Yes, yes, as the Sisters Coalition. Uh, local Casting um, was recognized for that show. Erica Arvold, uh, which is awesome. So they recognize both. Main Absolutely. casting and local casting, with main casting being casting that involves actors from New York or LA who end up being like the series regulars, right, and then you yeah. have location casting, which is all the the co-stars and some guest stars. Um, and shout out to Erica Arvold representing the DMV, one of the renowned casting directors in our region. So, congratulations, Erica, for being nominated. Although Dope Sick didn't win, the casting team did not win. White Lotus, um, HBO's show that won the award um a couple other highlights include peter jackson winning um best uh, director for his disney plus um documentary called the beatles get back so he won outstanding documentary or Nonfiction series which is pretty cool um i mean it's the beatles right you know it's an eight hour um a a nearly eight hour documentary so it's um episodic i guess uh right yeah makes sense uh chronicling the uh, beatles 22 day recording their let it be album president barack obama has his first emmy can you believe that for his uh, netflix docuseries our great national parks president obama couldn't be there so rupaul accepted on his behalf that's an interesting (laughs) one except right um chadwick boseman honored posthumously for his voiceover work in marvel's what if series very well deserved we definitely miss uh, chadwick boseman his presence will be felt in the upcoming black panther movie um stranger things music super supervisor nor felder won um for outstanding music supervision she's the one that made Kate Bush's uh Running Up That Hill A Hit Again. That song is 40 years old. Uh <laughs> so good. Uh nearly 40 years. Um uh, 17 years. Uh, sorry, uh 37 years uh old song. Um and uh yeah, it just made that song an instant hit back on the billboard charts. I bet every freaking 80s band, like Rick Astley, culture, like all these 80s, like Legacy bands are, like, calling uh, Stranger Things yeah. uh, producers to try to get their songs in the next season. And the next season is the final season of Stranger Things, yes. by the way.
4: What I loved was, like, Kate the um, when they had Kate Bush's song and, like, mixed it in with, like, the yeah. Stranger Things music. Like, that was yes. so good.
2: Yeah, at the end credits, Fantastically you mean? done. That was the end credits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fantastic. So good. And now we have, like I mentioned with our interview with Tony Vincent, two people that are one short of an EGOT. Eminem won an Emmy Award for their Super Bowl performance, you know, for their outstanding Variety really? special. And Adele won an Emmy for a CBS special One Night Only. So both of them only need a Tony now to get that cover. But I don't know. I, I don't like
0: Eminem's performance. I mean, I thought it was kind of, I don't know. I
2: don't know. The, apparently, the Television Academy, Academy thought thought it was great, good enough to give them a, um, an Emmy for that, right, for the for the outstanding variety special, the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah,
0: but it wasn't even about, I don't know. It wasn't even about him. It was more about like the rest of the rappers. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. It's supposed to be about like the Los Angeles rap, rap scene, not Eminem. Eminem's m yeah. He yeah. was just because he was a rapper. That's the only reason he was even there. I mean,
2: I I. I'd be getting a
0: Snoop Dogg if I was going to get it. to somebody or uh, well,
2: <laughs> I mean, I think I think they well no, I think it, that the whole every performer um won an Emmy because it, they were collectively a part of that performance, oh, right? So, so right whole group, okay. I think it's the whole it's everybody that performed. F- even Fifty Cent hanging upside down was uh I think he's recognized.
0: So anybody who was a part of that actually um, did he win an Oscar? Because I mean he might be up there for. See, I know he does a lot of acting and producing and stuff. I don't think he has an Oscar
2: now. Who? But we 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 know that Eminem has an Oscar for 8 Mile. Yeah, fifty cent. <laughs> Cuz I don't know. I think he might he might be a Grammy and an Emmy woman
0: now. I think he needs two more.
2: <laughs> I'll have he to need check on
0: that. 8 and 3.
2: Yeah. And of course the big yeah, Emmys. Yeah, Eminem
5: did win Oscar back in 2003 for Lose Yourself best original song.
2: Yep, Lose Yourself. Woo. All right, some Absolutely. presenters for the upcoming uh, Primetime Emmy Awards. So this is all, like, best actors, supporting actors, directors and the series itself. Um, of course, Succession leads the nominations uh, with 25 nods. Ted Lasso and White Lotus, 20 nods each. Wow, HBO is really um, doing well. Of course, well, Ted, Ted, I, I, Ted Lasso is Apple, but.
0: And, and HBO, I have to give a lot of respect to. I mean, they're doing it really, they're just killing it. I mean, it just seems like they're just, yeah, doing a better job than a lot of streaming services right now. I mean, Netflix throws whatever out there. Amazon's throwing whatever's out there. They well, just don't care. They just throw content out, no matter if it's good or yeah. not. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, that's the thing. HBO's
0: very particular. HBO kind program. of like, hey, let's put out good content. Same with the, uh, I guess, even Net- AMC, the network does a good job of. Netflix just
2: wants to drop as much content as they can.
0: Yeah, you
2: know? yeah. Um Some presenters at uh, the upcoming Emmys: Kerry Washington, Amy Poehler. Ariana DeBose, Angel Bassett, Will Arnett, Vanessa Bayer, Kelly Clarkson, Tate Diggs, Diego Luna, Molly Shannon, um, Mariska Hargitay, and Chris Maloney, to name a few, um, and Selena Gomez. Um, who's also nominated uh, for as a cast, right. of course, for only murders in the building, which I have yet to see. I don't know if that I any... was a good show. Is it you a good show? It? I
4: want to see it. I, I heard it's really it. good. How oh, do yeah. you not
2: watch that show? And Selena Gomez i love selena gomez me too. those are two legends right there mm-hmm. i have, have
0: to check that out man i have to check it How out did you not watch anything with steve martin i mean he's awesome yeah mm-hmm. okay well
2: you're not the first person that told me i need to watch only Murders in buildings so it's I'll put definitely
4: on my list too
2: yeah mm-hmm. so um uh, so yeah the, the emmys uh follow my birthday uh september 12th so of course yeah emmys is like a huge week of events you know there's all these events they have like yep. Apple TV is hosting a post-party. Walt Disney, of course, is hosting a post-party. HBO Max and HBO throwing post-parties. So it's going to be a wild time in Hollywood. I wish I was there, (laughs) goddammit. All All right. right. Uh, Celebrity gossip, number 17 on my list. Um, Two celebrities have been added to a banned list of people. uh, Banned from entering Russia. The Kremlin just announced. Ben Stiller and Sean Penn. Our two actors uh, among the lists are 23 other United States citizens barred from the country. Isn't that crazy? And it's because of their stance with supporting Ukraine. And, uh, I mean, it's a little crazy. I mean, uh, you know, with Ukraine and and Russia's ongoing war. But um, I don't know. They've just... uh, I think it's crazy that, that that they're taking the power of a celebrity.
0: What they what a celebrity can well, do makes no sense. Did Sean Penn meet with uh, Kim Jong Un or whatever his name is uh, in did Korea? He, did he meet with him? I don't know. He is that one of those, he either he that or he that. met with Castro? He met with one of those crazy guys. Did, did Sean Sean Penn
2: meet with Kim Jong Un? I don't know. I don't know if I recall I'm that. To remember. Dennis he Ron. interviewed me. somebody <laughs> who was like like crazy. Like I don't forget who it was.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Haters. I, mean, I maybe not think he did I mean it's just really the maybe fact was, Maybe just, it was Fidel Castro or somebody It was somebody like that Where like nobody else They, they were like
2: Yeah that, that's maybe, maybe He maybe be met with, with a particular uh, Maybe it was
0: Fidel Castro then If it wasn't Oh Fidel Castro This must have been
2: many years ago uh, Fidel it, was, it was a
0: few uh, years ago I mean because it was a big deal That like he was like interviewing this guy And it's like Fidel Castro is no like, longer I'm, with us The isn't?
5: answer to that question is no The um Leader he met was Hugo
0: Chavez
2: back in 2000. Okay. I knew I knew it was one of those dictators. Thank you. Thank you, Dean, yeah. on the scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 18, Polly Perrette opening about suffering a massive stroke last year. So oh. she tweeted that uh, on September 2nd, one year ago, she had a massive stroke. And, um, you know, she's still with us today. And she talks about how she's cheated death so many times. She said she almost died from a hair dye allergy. That's kind of crazy. Really? Oh, she also said she has food allergies. She's a domestic violence and rape survivor. And she was assaulted by a crazy homeless person and almost died. And she said she's still here. Man,
3: that's crazy. Uh, talk Jeez. about like
2: nine lives. Polly Perrette from uh, NCIS. From NCIS. Yeah. She, she um, well, left what the you show. Doing, now?
0: doing anything now? Or is she...
2: That's a good question, man. She's left, uh, she left the show after a 15-year run wow you know that's a long time to be on a show were you a fan of
0: ncis i never got into all those the one it show okay. that, it was like it was one of those shows you could put on like when there's like nothing else nothing on on,
2: was, like, you watch it and you watch the entire episode because you kind of get hooked them for the beginning because you want to know what happens mm-hmm. it's same with law it's and order like
0: law, law and order the same way it's like law
2: and order svu absolutely 100 percent the same way dude
0: and it's, yeah, it's a- I kind of liked. Well, I mean, and I think it was probably because Vincent D'Onofrio did such a good job with Criminal Intent because he just like stole the show on that one. He just kind of. Like, he definitely did. One. Yeah, yeah. Paulina Perez I don't care.
2: Let's. I'm curious to see what she's been working on. Um, because
0: she's probably not playing with goth check anymore, is she?
5: No, she um left after 15 seasons, 352
0: episodes. Holy shit! Wow
5: she's been there for a
2: while.
5: Yeah. And last time I checked, I think she retired from acting. Did she know. retire? She did retire. Oh, that's
2: okay. I, I'm looking at her uh, IMDb right now. I'm just curious to see if she's got anything in the works because that that is a very good question. Uh, yeah. Um, looks like yeah, she doesn't have any film in development. She did a show called Broke in 2020 um that was it she hasn't done anything in 2021 or 2022 she's rumored to be attached to a film called to comfort you but yeah you're right looks like she's uh taken a step back from the acting world
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah she's such a talented actress i mean she was great in that role um All right, number 19 on my list. Almost done here, guys. Um, This one really breaks my heart, man, because I love this actress dearly. I met her at New York Comic Con. She's one of the reasons I watch The Boys on Amazon Prime, and it's uh, Erin Moriarty. Apparently, she's getting a lot of toxic fans uh, commenting on her, uh, where she felt silenced, dehumanized, and paralyzed by sexually offensive commentary. Oh, that's
0: awesome
2: which is awful awful i don't know you know basically you know she's saying that she's put her blood sweat and tears into this role and she's done a phenomenal job she's perfect yeah. she is perfect in the role of starlight for the for the boys and uh apparently um she gets a lot of trolling um and basically said i've opened up a vein for this role and this kind of trolling is exactly what the role Annie would speak out against against everyone's going through their own battles let's not add to that
0: like, uh, like i'll be honest i mean like a lot of the comic fans i mean chances are they've never been with a woman so it's like right yeah fantasize about somebody like that and it's like that's just and they're gonna that. just make
2: inappropriate comments and are, yeah. you know i mean grant she's a beautiful girl yeah. I'm just they didn't really allude to what the comments were, maybe just acting. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know what the yeah, comments
0: are. Sure they were probably they were probably sexual things. I mean, as I said, because most of those guys probably never were light in their life. So, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And I know I think the worst fan base uh, for toxic fans, that is. Because there's there's
0: great there's a lot of great fans
2: out there. Yeah. Star Star Wars has the most toxic yeah. fan,
0: mm-hmm.
2: fan base, mm-hmm. you know.
0: See, I don't know if that it's toxic because I mean I feel toxic towards the new movies because I really hate the new movies a lot.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> well, and then ruin that sentiment. So
0: golly awful. I mean, even like well, I mean, you know, Episode One for, for Three. I mean, hey, they've redeemed themselves now. I can if you watch. Well, you know, the, I think
2: movies. I think they have a new um, respect because of the Obi Wan series. Well, Obi like, No, no. Well, no I, I think people really like they appreciate the prequels now because it also seamlessly intertwined with uh, Obi Wan and you know brought some of the characters back, like the actors who played. Uh, um, sorry, uh, the actor um, uh, Jimmy Smith. You know, um, he, he reprised his role as Bail Organa. Was, yeah.
0: I mean, Bail Organa. Yeah, I don't know why they like cast casting an android. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So that that was great. I just, love, I just love how the shows tie in, you know, for the movies, you know. And that's an important thing to do. So all right, the last thing on my list, uh, really disturbing Me Too news, which I really hope is not true, guys, but based on a viral video that was a skit, um, that Aries Spears and Tiffany Hannish did, um, which apparently was deleted. It was originally posted on Funny Or Die, but Apparently, this particular skit is getting a lot. It's getting a lot of notice and all for the wrong reasons. Um, so apparently now. Um, well, let's let's go back to the, the actual video. Um, it's called Through the Pedophiles Eyes and it's Ari, Ari Spears character plays a pedophile lusting after a John Doe who was oh. seven years at the time, according to the lawsuit. Haddish plays the boy's mother, who leaves her alone with the man. According to uh, okay. this article, uh, the John Doe spends most of the video clad only in his underwear, as Spears' character leers them through two cut holes into a newspaper as he uh, pretends to read, and the camera zooms suggestively on the seven-year-old's butt and crotches. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's and, really...
2: and Spears sprays not baby crying. oil and massages into his shoulder in one scene. And at one point, the child plays with a train in a manner that su- suggests uh, fond masturbation. It- it's so fucking disturbing what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. There is a censored version of the video that covers anything.
0: That like- number, it sounds like that Chris. D- did you ever see that Chris Fielder? Uh, wor- what was it? Uh, was it Working Space? What was that TV show called on County Central? He oh yeah, pet- yeah. They became yeah. friends with him, and he was a pedophile. And I was like, that was kind of cringe like that too. It was so I think horrible they, I, and cringy. Yeah, and, I, I think they actually took that episode off. But I mean, but Chris Delia, who apparently turned out to be a real kind of pervert type of guy to begin with, played that played a like pedophile.
2: Well, as you know, um, this just John Doe, who is now fourteen at the time, was seven, yeah, and right. another a girl who was a Jane Doe, who is now twenty two, filed a lawsuit and alleges Haddish and Spears. Um yeah exploited them when they were children, which apparently looking at that video is the case now the question is did they even though it's a horrible material that should never be were they paid did, for if
0: they were paid they must have signed a contract
2: did they did they allegedly um uh, molest or harass or assault these kids um that's what you know that's what we need well, to wait, where where are the parents at?
0: should the parents have been parents on- probably signed
2: off i've
4: read that like sh- it was actually um tiffany haddish's um was like friends with their mom yeah that's the kid's right. Kid's mom and she would like watch them from time to time right. um so i think once the mom like found out like she was like sh- r- like not happy at all
0: okay well the parents like if that was the case they they should have taken it they should have never even got that far it's so it's i don't think nice. they
4: knew like i don't think the parent knew that they were doing the film or anything like that um until like after because i think like well to, after like, it was from done, what i've have, read i think
0: what's that after it was uh, i mean after it was done the parent you said knew right they could she, she have made, made them take him down right away the second day she found out about it. yeah
4: i'm not sure like i I'll have to look into, like, what exactly happened. But, like, it's, like, I don't understand why they even thought something like that would be funny in the first place. Like, it's Uh, disgusting. Nothing
2: is, it's it's, it's
4: absolutely Beyond disgusting.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. So Tiffany Haddish did comment into this uh, sexual abuse lawsuit. So it was filed against her and Aries Spears. She says, I know people have a bunch of questions. I get it. I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, because there's an ongoing legal case, there's very little I can say right now. But... Clearly, while this sketch was intended to be comedic, it was not funny at all, and I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. I would really look forward to being able to share a lot more about this situation as soon as I can. And if this is true, man, this is just... Yeah, Tiffany that's Haddish that's... is a big star. every Spears yeah. is, a, is a well-known name I mean, in the comedy world.
0: He, he was known for uh, what they call it call Mad TV, but... Yeah.
2: yeah. Would this be... This would be so shocking if it ends up being anything remotely true with Tiffany Addish, who's who's yeah. really gotten some huge success in Hollywood. It's it's disturbing guys. So I mean we don't know all the answers yet. So we'll just have to see what 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 how it plays out. But um that's all I have for entertainment, but I did want to talk a little bit more in the world of wrestling with um Perfect. Darth Paul Wallace. Um but Allie dash and Dean on the scene Rogers. I know you guys are not wrestling fans. So um, you like guys pick, should be, you guys uh, have to pick <laughs> the opportunity to say uh, adieu, a uh, goodbye on, on tonight's uh, episode of below the belt show. Uh, Allie and Dean, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this uh, episode.
4: Yes. Thank you. Anytime. Always love coming on the show.
2: Ali, you're amazing. Pinoy Noir, check it out. Ciscoverse.com. Dean on the scene. Rogers, the RogersReview.com. Mm-hmm. Yep.
5: Yep.
0: R E V. And um, one thing I do want
5: to plug is um, we are actually one of our writers have actually just came back from DragonCon. Oh. Two articles where I just got the third article tonight from her, so we're gonna have some more content. Oh, so, I that's on my right? list.
2: I want to do a DragonCon one year. San Diego Comic Con and, and Dragon Con kind of have alluded me. I know they're two of the biggest ones. But Newark Comic Con, i uh, hopefully BTB will be representing. So oh I'll oh but yeah, I that. totally forgot. On click on our 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 sister show click on this TV. Myself and ally Dash, our episode is now up on YouTube's
3: Oh it is. Yeah, YouTube. I'll have to com. go see it.
2: Yep. YouTube. YouTube.com slash click on this show. Uh the YouTube uh link to check well, what out what kind of show is it Al well uh myself and Allie Dash um do some great interviews uh video based interviews okay Melissa Joan Hart that was I awesome. interview um Dean you're gonna love this one Anthony Rapp from Star Trek Discovery Oh I hate you now <laughs> <laughs> um we got some great uh comic book creators like Jason Madauer and Ken Garcia um and i believe part one is up right now i think the content awesome. that i shot with Mike the general Zod's not up but uh hopefully that will be up soon but yeah check it out youtube.com slash click on this show or you can go to click on this dot tv and of course everything that we do on click on this show is also a part of below the belt show as you know we played the great audio of those interviews but you can see all the video you can see melissa joan hart See you uh, live. All her beauty. <laughs>
0: and Allie Dash and all her beauty talking to Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> uh, so check it out. You should have brought wrestling up to her because she's a huge wrestling fan. For what I, I know. And I, I just That's realized
2: I that if we do enough, another opportunity, I'll, I'll do the interview and I'll ask her wrestling. So I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that would be cool. All right, Dean and Allie, thank you so much for being a part of the show.
0: You're welcome. All yeah. right.
2: Thanks. Until next time. Have a good night. Good night, Allie. Good night, Dean. Good,
4: night. Good seeing you, Dean. Good
5: seeing
2: you, too, Allie. Bye. Bye, Bye Hi,
4: everyone.
2: Work. All right. All right, now it's a two-man show, as myself and Darth Paul Wallace will talk a little bit about the world of professional wrestling, which that's what I wanted to hear this week, Paul. There's there's quite a few things that happened, both in AEW and in WWE, but let's yeah. start with AEW first, guys, because this was just fucking bananas. Are you talking right? about this yes. CM Punk, CM Punk situation? So it's the all-out press conference yeah. Revealed one of the dirtiest secrets in pro wrestling So yeah, like they said A lot of stuff that happens in the ring uh, is, is crazy and could and be wild with the storylines But what happens outside the ring That sometimes is more fascinating And uh, so basically it was a post-match press conference Where CM Punk talked about talk, Just laid into all his fellow uh a W uh,
0: stars, Hangman Adam Page. He took shots I, that's, at Kenny Omega. So come. much bad stuff about CM Punk, like this being a cancer in the the locker. In the locker thing. room, and you
2: don't need. He that was like ch-
0: that with WWE too. That's why Triple H hated him. Yeah,
2: that. you don't need that kind of. Energy. I feel you know he was one of my favorite wrestlers, but if this is the result of him just being a complete asshole. Then maybe I yep. should you know maybe I I'm, I shouldn't be a fan of his, and a lot of it also had to do with the fact that um. They feel, I guess, a lot of people in the AEW locker room feel that CM Puck's the reason why Colt Cabana is no longer with the company. And he Oh, well,
0: well, that is. I mean, they they have a huge beef, and he said they have huge beef. But I heard they weren't he going to work if uh, Colt Cabana was right. there. So that's why yeah, I think he, denied
2: those, he denied those rumors, said, I don't care where he works. I don't care where he sleeps, he eats, or whatever. Um, so it just got really, really heated, man. Uh, he just laid into a lot of these. Uh, aw stars called them kids you know kind of knocked on how they're a lot younger than him um they should have been talking about mgf mjf because that's like the, the next yeah, that's next but um yeah so apparently um after this press conference where he pretty much buried so many people he exchanged words in the locker room with with kenny omega and the young bucks and it led to a physical altercation and apparently suspensions for that backstage altercation will be given to any, anyone involved. So this is a list of people. Kenny Omega, Matt, Matt, and Nick Jackson, the young bucks, uh, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, oh, Michael right. Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler. And, um, punk had
0: a steel. See, his... see, the thing is with Christopher Daniels, he could have been one who like controlled the whole thing. Cause he's been wrestling for so long and he's, i thought yeah i
2: thought i'd read that christopher daniels was kind of trying to be a mediator but maybe got a little physical i'm guessing
0: but, but as i said it seems like he he would be the one the one veteran voice that should have stepped in
2: yeah it's kind of crazy because um a steel uh, apparently was was the one that was on punk's side and
0: um yeah rightfully so punk and a steel uh See, I, I wonder I've heard rumors that Bucks and uh, Omega might be leaving just because, I mean, they're fed up because they created that thing and Tony Khan kind of took it from them.
2: Well, Tony Khan Khan is a financier, you
0: know. Well, I'm well aware of that, but yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I mean, they created <laughs> the whole. Uh, you
2: have to go where the money walks, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the press conference w- made mention of uh, Cole Cabana, Scott Colton, uh, and apparently, you know, the rumors circulated that that that's why he left um, AEW for Ring of Honor. And he said, "Punk said the rumors emanated from leaks within the company, and he he vehemently denied any involvement in Cabana's career. So that's what set him off. Yes, but was he really guilty and just kind of displacing the anger? You know, we don't know. And it was just CM Punk and and Tony Khan, you know, at this at this uh, press conference, and uh, I don't know, man. It's uh." Yeah, so Tony Khan is like yeah, I mean he is he's a young guy but he's like CEO he's like the he, he's just,
0: the problem is I think he's starting to be trying to be like a Vince
2: he needs more yeah. he needs more empowered than just he,
0: him he, I think that's the yeah. problem because yeah, Vince Vince had good like a uh, he had good veteran guys and he had, exactly up, his dad was the was doing it for years so he grew up with some of these like legends that kind of helped him work through stuff Tony Khan's just trying to do it on his own a- absolutely, yeah.
2: And uh, yeah, Vince McMahon, he always I had mean, like Jim Ross. Yeah, you know, I think Cody JJ, would have Dillian,
0: J-J, JJ Dillon, Gorilla
2: Monsoon, Pat Patterson, you know, the, the best minds in
0: wrestling. Yeah. You know, well, and, see the thing is when Cody Rhodes was there, Cody Rhodes was The son of a great booker, so Cody Rhodes could have helped him. But I mean, as I said, like there was falling out between those two, so.
2: Yeah, and Cody Rhodes, of course, uh, hopefully we'll see him uh, recover soon from that peck. Injury and that surgery, you know, it takes a while, but, um Yeah, that was just crazy, man. It was just really, really crazy Um, and this, uh, all-out pay-per-view took place right after, uh, WWE's NXT, um, pay-per-view as well Um, but, uh, but yeah, the word is that everyone involved in the brawl is now officially suspended So, um
0: that's the thing is with WWE, it seems like the guy, the guy that people had problems with, is gone. That a lot of those people don't like Vince and Triple H seems to be welcoming. A lot yeah, of people. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get
2: that shortly, in the WWE stuff. So going on to All Out, um, yeah, we saw uh, an incredible match with CM Punk retaining the AEW World Title uh, against John Moxley, formerly.
0: I'm but, actually surprised they did that too, because I mean, you would think they would take it take it off him for
2: yeah. The former Dean
0: Ambrose, yes.
2: Um, so um...
0: If there's somebody who's not going back to WWE. They screwed him too badly when he was there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think maybe uh, CM Punk and and for for John Moxley, the, the, the AEW was a, a, a positive move, but uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see on on, on others, but. After after the match between CM Punk and uh, John Moxley, um, yeah, J, uh, MJF returned, uh, very much a uh, a long-awaited uh, return, um, and um, setting up, I guess, the upcoming, um, you know, I guess storyline leading into an eventual match between CM Punk and, and MJF. He's
0: going to be the heel in that match? Do you think it's going to be? Wow, yeah, you're right. I mean, MJF is technically a heel, but it's like people really view Punk as a heel now. So. They, they're they going to
2: view him as a heel now. And yeah, especially after what happened behind the scenes in the locker room, he's definitely going to get that too. So uh, I don't know. Uh, but you know what? If anything, this whole controversy with AEW ma- makes them a little more intriguing and, and wanting to I actually stopped watching AEW because.
0: I just lost my interest for a while, um, but now it's this it is kind like of. The problem is that, uh, they they're running into to the WCW trend where you sign everybody, everybody, and you, have, and you don't have enough room for everybody, so your storylines suffer.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's exactly what happened in WCW. So, well, that was AEW, but a lot of stuff happened with in WWE, right, Paul? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, last time you were on the show, we were talking about Vince McMahon's. Resignation Of being CEO of WWE Which was really more like Being asked to leave because of all the negative press And the hush money That he allegedly used uh, To cover up Some um, Affairs I guess guess he was having (laughs) Yeah But uh, I think that was the last time We talked wrestling Paul Was that Vince uh, stepped down But uh, As a result Triple H rose up the ranks uh, As head of creative But not only head of creative Paul he was also um, Given a new Title and I think it's I think it's a a promotion right Um, He's also now The chief content officer
0: Oh that's good Because I mean I like the direction he's going We love it and we're going to get Into all
2: that stuff so Paul Levesque Otherwise known as Triple H, is head of WWE creative and talent, which we knew. But now he's going to try as chief, uh, um, con- sorry, CCO, chief content officer, we okay. <laughs> uh, will continue to increase the monetization of the IP across various pro- platforms throughout the, the media rights agreements domestically and abroad. Does that mean he replaced so- con? No, no. Us. Co-CEOs are still Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, yeah. which I think is really interesting that Nick Khan yeah. shares the same last name as Tony Khan, who's over in, uh, <laughs> a- not a- in w- the company. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the changes that um, Triple H did, and, and which is really exciting. He brought a lot of talent back that are previously released from the company, with the latest being uh, this past Monday on Raw, Paul. Braun Strowman is back. The monster I never among would have men.
0: Been, I never in a million years would have expected that.
2: So. No, no. I think he was still a favorite. I think they were able to work out a deal. I mean, initially the guy was making way too much money, but I'm sure he yeah. may, I'm sure his new deal is less than his, his previous deal, but not that much less. You well, know, then they
0: can have it set up so he makes money on the back end through merchandising sales and stuff like that, yeah. where he doesn't crazy con- contract.
2: Yeah. So I'm sure his, his salary is going to be a lot less than a million a year. But, yeah, maybe some other incentives and title, but, but let's face it. He wasn't making that same amount of money doing what he was doing before. What, was he trying to do his own indie promotion? I mean, come on. So it's it's him, like, and it's him and I. Well, who was it? Uh, EC3 were trying to do their own it's indie it's- promotion. That didn't work. I mean, that was ridiculous. So Braun Strowman's back. And I, this is great because now we can see. The new version of Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. You know, we didn't, we never got to see that match because, um, when Braun was in the the title picture, um, Roman Reigns was taking you know time off in WWE due to the COVID and like, uh, and of course, you know, leukemia, and um, you know, Roman Reigns is a completely different, uh, you know, person now, a completely different persona
0: when he uh, initially left.
2: Yeah, so now we're gonna finally get to see, which I predict could be um, a WrestleMania main event, possibly uh, if we don't get Roman Reigns versus. I think we're gonna get Roman
0: Reigns versus The Rock. I mean, yeah, Roman, because, uh, if ladies. we don't get Roman Reigns
2: versus The Rock, uh, we'll probably see uh, Braun Strowman versus uh, Roman Reigns in some other capacity. But yeah, now it was great to see him back, man. Uh, pretty much destroying uh, Chad Gable, right? <laughs> Chad Gable
0: up. deserves the way he talks.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Chad Gable. He's just—he's the perfect heel. He kind of yeah. is the heel persona that Kurt Angle had, very similar, you know. Even though you know, it was interesting. Uh, to he can actually
0: really wrestled too. That's the thing. I mean, most people don't realize
2: Gables are known wrestlers. He's—he's he's a, a collegiate champion, I believe. Yeah. Uh, is, dude, he me- is he a is he Olympic? Gold. Is he an Olympic medalist as well? I think too, maybe.
0: I don't think it's he's not even national champion. Yeah, else.
2: I don't think he was in the Olympics because he, he, that would have been one of his back bragging points, other than his four, immaculate four point oh GPS.
0: Although, did you see he tried to get Kurt Angle the week before? To join yeah, exactly.
2: Him? At the class in the cha- uh, champions trying to get him to join. So, but I think his persona is very similar to
0: Kurt Angle's,
2: you know, in his early yeah, days. You, you know,
0: see, that would have been interesting though, if Kurt Angle did join him because I mean I think that would have been like kind of
2: yeah. Let's talk about some of the names, other names that have returned because this has been a positive thing. Um, Ashante, V. Adonis, and Top Dollar, and B-Fab of Hit Row, yep. which I think they they weren't given a, a shot. fair shot. They no. weren't given a fair shot before. I don't know. Vince must have made the call to release them before they were able to prove themselves. Give them a chance to shine, man, and... I think they're super talented, man. They're good on the mic. Yeah, they rap. Top color is really good on the mic, so I think that that could help them too. Exactly, B-Fab is hot. You know, I yep. think they have all the makings to be a great um, force on SmackDown. And in addition, Karrion Cross and Scarlett both—they um, they're, they're, were never given a chance because when Karen Cross came on the main roster, Scarlett was a winem. Uh, Karrion I and any-
0: Scarlett. I mean- I think they would bring his wife with them. I mean, that would they would him. have to initially, but they didn't.
2: That's why Karen got released. But bringing him back with Scarlett was just so
0: so much w- better. Yeah, so much better. And Scarlet is yeah, think oh, about what you could Scarlett. do with that, that. You could have like the Miz and Maurice versus Karen Cross and Scarlet. Exactly. Have all exactly. So I'm so happy to see them back. So you it, could do couples now.
2: Yeah, and it looks like they're hinting at a, a potential feud between Drew Ma- uh, McIntyre and Karen Cross, um, yeah. as they were seated front row in that main event of Clash of the Castle, which we'll get into a little bit. Also, returning to the company, Dexter Loomis. Oh, that
0: was um, that was Eyes too. I mean,
2: especially yeah. with him
0: formatting the Miz.
2: Dude, in. he's got a great gimmick. He looks a little oh. bit like like Stone Cold Steve Austin a little bit in the face, you know? He's got he's almost yeah, he's, like that. He looks crazy. He's a uh, crazy like just. Stone, look, you're right. Stone, look, he almost has um, the ringmaster uh, gimmick of Stone Cold, like that Stone Cold, you know, which, you know, pun intended, because he does remind me of Steve Austin. I don't know. Does he remind you of Steve Austin as well?
0: Uh, His appearance? I don't even know about the appearance. I mean, I I just think. I I don't know. But I think he deserves a shot
2: on the main roster. They didn't even give him a shot initially. They brought him on XT, I believe, to kind of finish the business that he had with Indy Hartwell. But, yeah,
0: uh, yeah it looks like Dexter uh, Loomis is going to be on the main did roster. Hear about something, too. Do you think that's going to be true? They say right. he might be with uh, Bray Wyatt if they bring Bray Wyatt back. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But Dexter Loomis and Bray Wyatt, I mean, that, that
2: could be a force to be reckoned with, but... You know, for right now, um, Br- Bray Wyatt uh, is just a maybe. Um, I mean, there's a lot of rumors, and it hasn't been um, substantiated yet if Bray Wyatt is returning to the company. There are rumors that he'd be returning to uh, to the company at, at Clash H of the Castle.
0: The is, so I, I think if he does return, it would be because of Triple H. Yes,
2: yes. So Vince McMahon apparently butted heads with Bray Wyatt. So this is yeah. going to be great. We're going to see a lot of my favorites come back. And carrying cross scarlet scarlet in particular i mean I, I, I really want her back another one that i was really excited for them to bring back is dakota kai dakota oh, yeah, kai right. was one of my favorites she's beautiful she's a great worker she's got a great persona and she's just great with bailey you know they kind of she kind of looks like bailey's little sister you know standing next to yeah, her and uh although she's from new zealand so they can't technically be uh, siblings but uh that was a huge mistake to let her go And I'm so glad that Triple H uh, Realized, you know That he had to snatch her back And uh, you gotta wonder A lot of people that hastily joined AEW after being released are Might be regretting Waiting because, you know like Someone like a Samoa Joe, for instance
1: Samoa yeah. Joe is
2: very close to Triple H And they, they had a lot of respect For each other And I think it was really Vince's call when Samoa Joe yeah. got released for that second time and triple H after Triple H that saved him. Um, you know, he he's one example. Um, but yeah, now with the, the whole backstage brawl uh for, with the Young Bucks, Omega and CM Punk, maybe they'll be joining too. But um yeah, that those are some of the um the the some of the returns. And uh last but not least, Johnny Gargano. We haven't seen him since late twenty twenty one.
0: He was gonna come back at all because wasn't he retired?
2: He wanted you know what? His wife um just had a baby. And he even said in his promos, yeah, I've just been changing diapers. He didn't sign any the company. I really think that Gargano uh just wanted to uh take a long break. And uh you know what? I, mean, I think he was released from that. I think they he just read it he his, his situation was different. He wasn't released, his his contract just expired, he just oh. let it expire and it's just the timing. Um worked out with With his okay. wife candice LeRae, You know having a baby yeah. But you know gargano i think he'd be Great i know that uh, vince russo is not a fan Of his doesn't think he looks like a superstar He's, he's you know so on the smaller side He's kind of yeah. like a daniel bryan Um in a way he, he's kind of like a, a smaller guy that Can work but brian daniel bryan's put on a, t- a Lot of muscle though um But uh gargano Is a fantastic worker but i'm I'm Hoping that that candice LeRae, uh also comes
0: back as well. I think she might. I mean, uh, a, I think she... it would fit. I mean, because you could even have them fight Scarlet and, uh, Killer exactly. Scarlet and Karrion Cross as well. So,
2: so yes, the, the biggest name that still hasn't returned yet is Bray Wyatt. So we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see if that happens. Um,
0: uh, but the key is, I think what's happening is triple H is allowing the freedom to do their characters. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. Vince wouldn't
0: allow that. Where I think that killed, I mean, killed the character.
2: Yeah. The one like thing Alex that's,
0: Black, I mean, if he kept the same character, he would have been fine. But he, they, they tried to change him and it just did Yeah,
2: work. he's somebody that that he's another person that I think, had he not signed with AEW, he would be back in the company. Um, Triple H would have hired him back. But if they're on a contract with AEW, you can't bring him back. I think one of the um, Hit Row members signed with uh, AEW.
0: He, right? Yeah, stuck over there apparently. And then he's yeah. just going to be a mid card or just a filler, right? right? And
2: he was a he's a part of that stable, but AEW snatched him up. So. Um, one thing that uh, I, I'm, see, this is what I'm, I'm not a fan of. When, when Vince McMahon likes to shorten people's names like Theory and Riddle, and it's just like so ridiculous. Dude, that's kind of They're bringing back full names with a lot of the superstars. Um, Matt Riddle is back, formerly Riddle, now Matt Riddle. i I think some of it had to do with those accusations because if they Googled Matt Riddle, they would see the accusations that he had in uh-huh. the past. Um, the Awesome Theory, you know, I think it was stupid as hell. I don't know if it had to do, if there was a Steve Austin, I don't know if it had to do any of that, but, oh, just theory. I mean, it's just so lame when, I mean, the thing is like, if you look at most pro athletes, they all have first and last names, you know? Right, except the Chiro. Yeah, I know, but it's it's like, for the most part, they have first and last names, and it just works for me. And just seeing a lame one-name person, uh you know, I, I just was. Fa- I'm so glad Triple H is getting rid of that. And another, I think another ver- another person is An- Angel Angel, A- Angel Garza and uh, Humberto Carrillo. I think they're gonna get their last names back as well.
0: Well, that's good. I
2: mean, they should do that. Yeah, they should. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about some highlights from uh, Clash the Castle. So this is the first uh, stadium show in the UK in over 30 years. Isn't that crazy, dude? Not long- Yeah, 30
0: years. Um, Uh, Wrestling is huge in the UK. People don't realize
2: it. Well, you know, they even have their own WWE UK uh, NXT, uh, you know, branch, you know, over there. But uh, so the main event was Drew McIntyre challenging Roman Reigns for the unified WWE world title slash (laughs) universal title. Great match, but uh, we... I guess instrumental and drew sadly not winning, I guess in some ways, because sadly, because the audience, you know, really wanted the Drew McIntyre, you know, someone of, of Scottish descent to, to, to win that match. But solo Sikoa, who, who's the Uso's younger brother from NXT. He interfered in that match and prevented McIntyre from winning. So, uh, and in the end, we saw Tyson Fury and really, I don't know if it really made sense, but he kind of came in the ring. He started singing with Drew McIntyre, <laughs> singing American Pie. But like they're in the fucking UK, why would you sing? No, that doesn't American... make any sense at all. Why would you mi- sing American Pie in the UK? Unless
0: they're trying to make him a
2: joke. or I don't know. I guess I don't know, but I'm I'm guessing that Tyson Fury wants another you know match with WWE. I'm guessing that's why. Uh, he he's, he's English and he was there and in, in, uh, in the audience, and it was good to you know. Throw that out. Um, but uh, one of the big shockers was uh, in the tag match of Edge and Rey Mysterio taking on Judgment Day. That's Damian Priest and uh, Finn Balor. Dominic turned on Edge and his own father, yeah. Rey Mysterio. I, I didn't like that at all. That, that was a shocker. I didn't think we would see much father and son rivals like that, yep. you know, and which eventually. Uh, and
0: then, then Ray say he didn't want to do that.
2: What as as a shoot or as a work? As a work. As a work. Well, as a work, yeah. I mean, you can do anything as a work, and they can turn it around. But I you know maybe maybe they maybe you know as a father and son, you have to think about it. Maybe they are excited at the chance to work t- together in a match, you know, and. uh, you know, they're gonna protect each other, you know, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna see Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio eventually, you know, now that Dominic is now aligned with Judgment Day. Still a weird name for staple. Yeah,
0: don't yeah, get that because Judgment Day is also pay-per-view. It's a, it was a pay
2: per view that they retired, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, Dominic laid both Edge and his father out. And uh uh, we also saw Seth Rollins defeat Matt Riddle in a really great match. Uh, Matt Riddle, Matt, Matt Riddle, really proving himself as a, a top contender in the company.
0: He's getting better. I mean, before, I mean, he always had the Mike skills, but he didn't have the skills. But it seems like his skills are yeah, strong. yeah. Liv Morgan, wow, still surprising us,
2: defeating Shayna Baszler. So two legit ultimate fighting MMA people. Uh, Liv Morgan, as hot as she is, uh, defeated. Uh,
0: both of them. Uh, I heard Riddle's working with her to teach her some MMA, uh, oh, moves. Wow. To...
2: Okay, that 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 would probably work.
0: God, she is such a hottie, Liv
2: Morgan. Yeah. Uh, love, I love watching her work in the ring with. Uh, Shannon must have been loving. I know, I know Shannon is into the ladies, so she must have been. Loving that. <laughs> um, and a very like very stiff match. Um, Intercontinental Champion Gunther defeated Sheamus. And uh, what do you think of this one?
0: I don't know. It was just a back and forth. I mean, it's an old school match. I mean, old okay. school, right?
2: Yeah, very stiff on one another. So, and then we saw Bailey, IO Sky, and Dakota Kai, which is think Sky and Kai kind of rhyme.
0: That is kind defeated. of a cool, uh, like a heel stable. I mean, they just do such a good job. I mean, yeah. just have Ellie as a mouthpiece.
2: Yep, exactly. And defeated Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss in the opener. Um, so, overall, a very, um, very uh, entertaining pay-per-view. No titles changed hands, too. So that that was another one that, you know, was surprised to see happen. But that's pretty much WWE. And, of course, uh, you know, we did mention a little bit of Raw. We saw the return of Braun Strowman. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time before we see Bray Wyatt. Who else would you love to see back in the company?
0: I don't know. Do you think they would bring EC3 back because they brought Braun Strowman back? He never really got a shot either. They kind of just, like, used him as enhancement talent.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all I'm word, all about giving people another shot. You know, there's one guy that I kind of got emotionally carried on because he he cried on online, and that's um, Drake Maverick, and he was given that, a second chance. Now's the
0: perfect time to bring him back with Top Gun yeah. Maverick. I mean, am I right? Yeah, exactly.
2: I felt I legitimately felt so bad for him, and then they changed the storyline because he was already in the tournament, and they released him before he was in that cruiserweight tournament. Yeah to, to be in the finals and then get another contract. And then he was released shortly afterwards. I'm like, Oh man, I hope,
0: I really hope. Well, I think that was because Vince did like the shorter wrestlers, but I think uh, triple H gives everybody a shot no matter what. That's the thing. I mean, there's still a market for those guys. I mean, look at Johnny
2: Gargano. That, that was definitely not yeah. a Vince guy. That mm-hmm. was definitely not a Vince guy. So, Heck, I think he'll, he probably thinks Tommaso Ciampo is is a, a small guy, but they're going to oh, get
0: That's him. what he did. He, then he kind of buried Tommaso Ciampa until Triple H still goes. Until Triple, apparently Triple H
2: and the Tommaso are, are pretty tight. So, if you're good sure, with and, Triple uh, H, Tommaso had
0: good matches with Gargano. I mean, that was, they. There were some phenomenal matches they had then. Absolutely, NXT. absolutely.
2: So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what other changes Triple H brings. Um, I noticed that with Triple H, he's giving emphasis on title matches. You know. Like we're you know we finally have women's tag team championships you know uh, after they've been you know oh I just thought of the perfect people to bring back Naomi Naomi and Sasha Banks
0: Sasha Banks F- I don't think they will just where have the is a- FFA been
2: no it was a disagreement that Vince had with Sasha
0: and and and, and, and but Tasha walked out on the company like four or five times, so I don't know if you can bring her back because she could. Just, I don't know, know do about it. her diva attitude, but she is
2: a star. Let's not—I mean, she she's a
0: star, a, yes. But I just and don't she's in she's Star either.
2: Wars, guys. She's in the Mandalorian. Yeah, you know that—that
0: that just raises her her stock. You but know. Yeah, also, does, does that make her unmarked? Like she might want too much money too now. So I don't know. That—I that might... don't get me wrong. I, I think it would be great if she comes back, but I just don't. I just think because her leaving—this is the third time she just walked out. Yeah. Thank I'd love for, to see her back. If you keep bringing back, you're just going to send messages to everybody else because whenever they don't get what they want, they're going on the wall. She's a
2: phenomenal worker, and oh man,
0: she's hottie, too. Yeah.
2: yeah, some of, WWE have some of the hotties. I mean, let let's not get it twisted. AEW has got some hotties now, too.
0: I do think Miami's going to come back just because her husband's still wrestling for the company. That's true.
2: So. That's true. Yep, Jay Uso's still there. So, mm. um, but yeah, but that's all I have for for WWE uh, as we wrap up the show. Only one RIP uh, this week of note is Peter Straub, best selling novelist who co authored two uh, books with Stephen King. Passed away at the age of 79. He was caused by complications from breaking a hip. Um,
0: um,
2: Yeah, Neil Gaiman apparently really respected Peter Straub's work. One of the first persons to express his sadness uh, for his death. And of course um, With Death We Celebrate Life For those um, Having a birthday this week yeah. So uh, Gloria Gaynor Legendary singer 79 Uh, Julie Kavner From The Simpsons is 72 Mm -hmm. We mentioned uh, Chrissy Hind earlier That was a classic cut The Pretenders Don't get me wrong 71 today Wow Getting
0: up there Yeah I would have got that wrong I would have guessed I would have guessed She was that older
2: Yeah can you believe She's been around for a while uh, Corbin Burnson, actor extraordinaire He's a legend, he's 68 Michael Emerson from *Lost* is 68 um, W. Earl Brown from Deadwood is 59 Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live Formerly of Saturday Night Live is 55 Model actress Angie Everhart is 53 um, Shannon Elizabeth Who likes shaved <laughs> From American <laughs> Pie Is 49. (laughs) That makes me feel old now. I know. She's such a hottie. And and so happy that we had Elizabeth um, on Below the Belt show as well. Also, Oliver Hudson, uh, Kate Hudson's brother, is
0: uh, 46. Isn't he also like the son of uh, two legends? Goldie Hawn and uh, Sir Russell?
2: Yeah. um, I believe they're half-siblings. Um I think I yeah, I'm just trying to try to remember. I think that was um Goldie Hunt's previous, oh,
0: previous. Okay, marriage. so before before oh, okay. Yeah,
2: she's cause she's um because uh Oliver's older, yeah. Okay. Let's see, actor Devin Sawa, a final destination is forty four. Um this is a great one. Evan Rachel Cook from Westworld. We just talked about Westworld a little <laughs> earlier with our guests. Uh Tony Vincent. It's 35 and Jonathan Majors, Lovecraft Country is 33, who is Kang the Conqueror. Oh man. Yeah. So that's a hell of a birthday list. So we'd like to thank, Happy of birthday. course, yeah. I'd like to thank, of course, our panel uh for previously left leaving the building because they didn't want to contribute to wrestling talk. <laughs> is the adorable <laughs> one, Ali Dash. And journalist extraordinaire Dean on the scene, Rogers, and of course actor extraordinaire and Sith Lord Darth Paul Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. Paul, uh, have great time on set. You already mentioned it earlier. Yes, Mayor Kingstown, uh, and of course that's Taylor Sheridan's show that's shooting in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, good job. And, uh, you would enjoy
2: working with them. Awesome wow that sounds awesome I think there's only a few more Opportunities to get on that set before It wraps up right
0: I think it goes to I think it goes another Month or two
2: another month or two oh, okay very Good all right So that's all I have oh yeah thank you for Our special guest uh, Tony Vincent Broadway star and make sure you Check out um, His amazing um, Masterclass at WVU We'll put in a link in our description for uh, cool. where you can uh, find the information and get tickets. And I'm Al Celebrity Soto, uh, and we will see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Yeah.
1: Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling. Like i villain. Bye, 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 bye,
3: bye, bye, bye.